Shout out to Light Hops. Matter of fact, can we cheers? I know y'all, y'all not drinking nothing. I know you're on a break, which I think is wrong for right now. You got to drink for these occasions or other extracurriculars, but I'm not going to pressure y'all. I'm not going to pressure oh, y'all. But no, for everyone listening and tuning in, I appreciate the support. Um, welcome. Welcome to the Kid and Crash podcast. I'm one half of the Kid and Crash. I go by Crash. And I got two very special guests on the show today that I'm super, super excited about. Hey. Hosts of Unsolicited Opinions, one of the dopest podcasts I've heard to date, um, Ryan and Ebony. How y'all doing? Sir, yes, sir. I'm good. Doing Thank well. you for having us. We Absolutely. appreciate it. I'm glad Thank y'all, you. man. I'm, like, I'm glad we were able to make this happen, man. I was excited. Once I peeped y'all stuff, um, you told me you did the podcast. And I was like, I'm very excited when anybody does it. Just because I like seeing people do the same thing I'm doing, so it's always fun energy seeing that. But Absolutely. I peeped a few episodes and it's dope. Like I like the topics y'all cover, and it's even more fascinating to me that y'all cousins. I think that's a dope dynamic that y'all are able to kind of have something like so yeah. so vivid as cousins. You know, it get a little difficult sometimes, but we got to do it. She get on my nerves, but <laughs> but we make it work though. We make it work. From that standpoint, though, like I mean, so obviously y'all cousins. Have y'all always been like this close, or is something like? It's kind of y'all grew in. Man, he grew up in Florida for the most part, and I grew yeah. up, I grew up in Indiana. So we weren't as close, but we definitely stayed in contact via social net, uh, social networking yeah. and stuff like that. We was actually closer than what people thought. Yeah, yeah. Because we was we would talk throughout college, um, and then I think when I moved out here, we really got close. So yeah, yeah that's when we really started bonding. Right. What part of Florida are you from? Uh, Miami. Ah, okay. Dade? <laughs> you Dade County? Dade, Dade County. Oh, oh my God. God. So he ratchet. I was about to say, Basically, Dade. he's ratchet. I got half and half. I grew up in half in Dade and half in Broward, so mm-hmm. I claim both. That shit's crazy. I got both a homie. Fun. He's uh, he, uh, he back in uh, Miami right now. He's from Miami. Like, he Cuban as hell. Cuban as, his name is Man. Jose Cuervo. Yeah. Like, is he, it? That's about he's wow. like the most Cuban guy you'll ever meet. Like, slick backs, like... Be in club all the time, shirt wide open, taco meat all out, oh bro. He be dressing God. like like Scarface. He's ridiculous. Yeah. I love that. I love no. that. That is that is so authentic. Like I love that. I need that. You need you need one of them people in your circle every time. <laughs> Just to remind you how ratchet shit could be. Yeah. Like you need that. Yeah. Need that. So when did you move down here from uh, Florida? I've been here four years, going on five. So two thousand and damn, don't do this That's to me. I'm 20, terrible at math. Sixteen. 15. I was going to say 15. Yeah, 15, yeah. 2015. Because I yeah. got here in 14. Damn. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, Wait, I got here so I'm, I'm confused. So neither one of y'all from here. No. Y'all no. both ended up here. Just yeah. our whole family, like, basically uprooted. Yeah? Yeah. How does that happen, though? Especially the Dallas. <laughs> all, right, all the places all the places in the country y'all, y'all could have went. And then Dallas was a place where everybody said, all right, let's all go. Yeah. How does that work? I know one of my cousins moved here, and then my aunt came, and my other aunt came, and then all my aunts came, and then I came, he came. Yeah, it's it's, just, it really it's happened like, like a that. Domino effect. It really happened like that. I didn't that. plan on living here. I never wanted to be nowhere where they had tornadoes ever, like in what? life. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I couldn't fathom that. The very first, I think I was here a month, 
and it was the first like real tornado in McKinney. Like up up and close. And I said, yeah. "What the hell did I just sign up for?" Because yeah, I'm I'm from so I'm from Geary, Indiana, and it's like yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of rough there. Nah. You know, my whole family, and so we we don't see tornadoes when it's a tornado warning. We just go about our day out here. They're yeah. talking about take shelter. I wasn't ready for that, but. Nah. To be honest, bro, tornado is like second nature to me at this point. So it's surprising that you're like scared of it. Yeah. Because like for me, for example, like I'm horrified of hurricanes. Yeah. Like I think that's the scariest shit in the world. But like just because I never experienced it. I went to school in Tampa, but yeah. it was like. I feel like a hurricane, you could prepare for that. You exactly. can leave for a hurricane. Or tornado, that thing can just come down right now in the middle of your pool. Like, and you just. All right. Here's my rationale behind it. Okay. If a hurricane hit and start flooding shit, I'm scared as fuck to drown. Like I don't want but you to be have submerged time to in water. Leave. Like some people leave and some people like wait it out. So if you decide to leave, you're good. But if you stay there and wait it out, then yeah, you probably But you can do the same thing for tornadoes, you can say that. How? They're so sudden though. Yeah, they, they do happen ca- quick. And so, here's the one thing that made me like about tornadoes that I makes me not as scared though, is because tornadoes, well at least I know how they work. There's not many tornadoes that hit and just go everywhere. They like stop in like pockets. They like drop like a yo yo. Yeah. Just, like drop yeah, them, exactly. drop them here. But so, what like, if they drop right on your on your face. <laughs> yeah. Like a tornado. Yeah, I got an answer for that one. If, if it's drop, what you gonna do? You know a tornado is coming, right? Like, but it's so sudden. The thing about hurricanes is what most people don't know is throughout hurricane season, it's about 10 hurricanes that comes. But y'all don't know that because y'all don't live here. Y'all only hear about the bad ones. Yeah. So the four or five y'all hear in about a five-year span, 50 didn't ran through already. Gotcha. But yeah. y'all just hear about the very bad ones. And by the time you hear about the bad ones, we can leave and take cover, but... When it's bad, it gets bad. Because it's it tornadoes does. in the hurricanes. Wow. Tornadoes in the hurricane. Well, I guess yeah. it makes a good point because it's yeah. like, a, what is like hot and cold yeah. air and they kind of mix yeah. together. So same thing. It's like the eye of a hurricane is the same thing like the eye of a... Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. How y'all feel about earthquakes? I, I, it's so weird. I want Have you ever been in an earthquake? earthquake. I yeah. want to experience one. I don't know why. I want to experience a really, really gentle one because I just, I'm trying to imagine your entire house shaking and you can't do anything about it. I yeah. just, it's weird. It's a, just a weird concept. Damn, man. It's like, so I experienced one in Georgia in college. It's it's like, I don't know if y'all ever been to like a, a carnival or some shit, but mm-hmm. it's almost like you're trying to balance yourself, but you, you have no control over it. Got like you. the building is literally moving. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like it was a quick shake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I went, the only one I've ever been in was like, I think it was this past summer. Had to be this past summer. I was at, I went to summer league in Vegas. It was when Zion was playing. Yeah. And like right whenever we got I heard to about the arena, that. right when we got to the arena, the, the, the earthquake hit. But it literally just felt like you were drunk. Like, you know, you, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. all it felt like. It was just yeah. like, like you little drunk. So like you're kind of like, kind of like stumbling a little bit, but like you're not so drunk where you can't walk. Right. Like that tipsy level, you're like, oh, oh okay. shit. Like, but now kind of look around, I was like, was well, that me? Or? Right. Yeah. Right. The sure. only thing that kind of, um, this was the crazy shit where I was still starstruck when I saw this, but it was like uh, we're in the tunnel and uh, Mayweather and his whole, he had like 50 niggas with him, bro. Uh-huh. Like, the whole crew. They walked out and they walked out like at the garage and there's like these big garage doors on the backside, oh, right? So once they closed the door, out of nowhere you see like the, the metal detector and all these lights start flickering. I was like, what the f-? And then you hear like the garage door like, like you're not even on the garage. Like what the fuck Mayweather and them doing? Like they caused a problem, but it was the earthquake. Wow. Yeah. So that was the only one I've ever been in, but... I've never seen anything crazy like the earth crack open. Yeah. Right, right, I right. I see, I don't want to experience that. I don't want to see walls cracking and stuff like that. Hell I just want to no. experience something real slight, real light. That's too much. That's too much. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Earthquakes kind of, they weird. I don't know. I guess I never see scenarios like the, what are them, the 
however many magnitudes or category yeah. or whatever. I yeah. never seen Those that. Those sound so. crazy. They sound wild. It sound like just something foreign. Like I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I can't like fathom yeah. like the extreme one, you know? Like the mm-hmm. ones that just be in Japan with the whole earth like just wide yeah. open or something. Yeah, that's tsunamis. different. Yeah, tsunamis. That's different. <laughs> like nah, y'all can, y'all can keep crazy that. Play. <laughs> they can keep that over there, man. Sure. Nah, for sure. But nah, um, I mean, I did want to dive into y'all's podcast a whole lot because I think y'all touch on some dope topics. I mean, but one thing I do want to know is like the origins of like the podcast. Like one thing that I got from both of y'all that's pretty dope is one, y'all are cousins and that y'all have like a pretty like a open line of communication with each other. Oh, for yeah. sure. And for me and my family, that's not really like a thing. There's like a whole bunch of shit I know I can't talk about in front of my fam or like I can't like, you know what I mean? Yes. How does that work with y'all's dynamic and y'all's family? Is that pretty consistent with everybody or is that just how y'all operate? We all pretty much say what we want to say. Yeah. If, if you were to meet our other cousins, we are all open books. Same we energy. We really talk about anything. If it's something bothering us, we're bringing it up. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. For I, su- yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, We just... It's so like it's it's funny that you say that because it's so second nature to us that we like, don't think about it. Yeah. But at this point, once you're grown, you just kind of say how you feel, and y'all got you have to accept it. And yeah. but that allows us to Grow communicate. From it. Yeah. Open and communicate effectively. The way I talk to her, I can't talk to other people like that because they just won't get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we're very blunt and open with each other, but it works because that's how that's how we communicate. Yeah. I mean, like is that. I guess like the question I was like I was like kind of leading towards that was like so that's all so like once y'all reach adulthood like y'all's family is like I mean that's everything is y'all's y'all's own perspective like you gotta respect it it's not a lot of judgment passed it's not a lot of none of that nah no. Heck my no. family can get catty sometimes I hate I hope I hope they don't even listen to this shit to be honest this I'm, could be I'm bad, sure but. behind the scenes when something happens or we say something they might talk about it but when we're all in person we're we're pretty much open dialogue, anything that we really feel we can kind of say. Yeah. They might talk about it behind the scenes, but in person, no. Yeah. So I think that, but that comes from our parents too. Our parents were very open with us growing yeah. up about things. If you feel a certain type of way, you need to say something, you need to speak up. Yeah. So as we got older, we just kept that. That's an interesting dynamic because that's like the exact opposite of my household. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of stuff I ain't find out about my fam. Until like I started drinking with my mom when I got like come back from college, <laughs> she'll say something like, "Wait, wait, 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 what?" She's like, "You didn't know that?" I was like, "No, I didn't. No, I didn't know." Like half the shit yeah. going on, but they're very big on like kind of maintaining like a persona yeah. and like everything that you don't want to fit that persona, you just kind of suppress it until like you figure it out or whatever. So there's so much shit I just didn't know. So I I, I could appreciate that dynamic from y'all a lot more just because like that's something I always wanted in the fam, like mm-hmm. my fam, but. Like, not until now, we're starting to kind of get to that point where we can. Like, me and my sisters talk about everything now. Like, mm-hmm. mom, pops, pops don't tell me shit. I just found out when my pops went to college, like, <laughs> two years ago, bro. It's like, wait, you went to, for real? No way. He's like, yeah. And then they hit me with that bullshit all the time. You ain't know that? It's like, yeah. Wow. Like, how else am I supposed to know if y'all don't tell me, right? Yeah, yeah, I learned things about my dad. My dad was very reserved growing up. So yeah. I didn't know a lot. But since I got older, that man has told me some stuff about like his childhood and him being in um, the military. That I was like, "What?" Military story is probably crazy. What? When I found out that they go to um, in Germany, the little 
what is it like whorehouses or something? Oh yeah, oh, brothels. Yeah, brothels. Yeah. Brothels. <laughs> brothels. Boy, I know they got some stories at some brothels. Let me boy. be correct, brothels. But <laughs> yes, and when he told me stories about that, I was like, I don't even know you. <laughs> don't even know you. That but I'll bring sweet. out a whole different persona in somebody, especially yeah. a military man. You over there just fighting and all this, just masculine energy all the time. Yeah. yeah, that shit can flip real quick. That also allows us to when we bring friends around that they feel so comfortable because they like I can be myself, I can be open because our family don't judge. Like no. when you come around, they're gonna treat you like they've known you forever, and we're not gonna let you sit there and be quiet. They're gonna be like, man, you need to get up and, and drink, and, yeah. and if you smoke, hit a blunt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. You yeah. trying to go outside? Y'all trying to go? Yeah, yeah. we didn't have times where walk around the block. We didn't have times where we had the entire family in the backyard smoking, from aunties to uncles to grandparents. Like, to, oh, that's a dream. The man. whole like the whole <laughs> nine. Yeah, but that's it's a dream. but it's also not a dynamic we would have ever seen when we were young. For sure, you know for what sure. I mean. I feel like it's stuff that went on, but we didn't understand that or we didn't know that until yeah. we got old. And we were like, okay, like, like this makes sense now. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Like it's, you said, once you that, that adulthood is yeah. open from there. And to see open. people come over and their faces when they're with our family, they're like, what? You said what? <laughs> What's going on? Come again? Right? Like, <laughs> you doing what? But it's it's definitely cool. Nah. It's cool. That's one thing I think. Uh, I try to like see energies and everything, like especially every podcast, like things you watch, but. Especially when people talk in like dynamics, and that's something you can say that's very vivid in y'all's. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very open platform, like an open-minded perspective. Like seeing like mm-hmm. y'all can talk about absolutely anything, like no judgment place, and that's hard to kind of maintain because you can't teach people that. Like you got to just you have to. That's something to be like something you live. You know what I yeah. mean? I think y'all exemplify that very well. Yeah, one of our, our biggest motto is real, raw, and relevant. We just want to keep everything just real. And if it has to be raw to get your point across, then it's, it's just it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because even growing up, I know we're, we're open family, but like she said, at a certain age, we don't know everything. Right. So we want to kind of be that for other people to where we want y'all to know the real. Like, don't be fooled by what society says or what, you know, your family may say, this is the real or this is just what we've been through. Maybe it can help y'all, but... Just keep an open mind kind of just gives people a different perspective. Nah, that's like one of my pillars too. I'm, I think that's why I gravitated towards y'all so much with the Jaws podcast because like perspective, like you only can be like a balanced human is if you like accept open other perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. only way you can. And the only way you can be do that is you have to have an open mind without like expectations. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if you come into like what you say, real, raw, and relevant, mm-hmm. if you're coming into it expecting real, raw, and relevant, you have to come into it expecting a... Hey, I might hear some shit that I might not be comfortable exactly. with. So you can't, so you can't exactly. come in there with, you can't come in there with a uh, like a bias or anything like that. Yeah. Those be the best conversations, in my opinion. Yeah, my mom was like, I can't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. She was like, uh-uh, Lika, I don't think I was ready for this. I said, I don't know what to tell you, sis. I told you. Right. I already told it's you. About what time it was. to get ready. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy, man. So nah, real raw and relevant. Mm-hmm. So that's like the kind of tagline for y'all's podcast. Yep. Unsolicited opinions is a good title for it too to kind of ties into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what topics do y'all usually stick around? Do y'all kind of how do y'all choose topics? That's a good question. Man, we have conversations sometimes where we'll just be talking at the crib, maybe mm-hmm. just chilling, and I'll be I say something and we'll just start having open dialogue about something. We'd be like, we need to put that on a podcast. Yeah. Or we need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but we talk about everything. Yeah, we have topics written down, but the thing is, we just go off of how we feel. Like, we'll just have, we'll be like, all right, we're going to talk about this next episode. And then we'll be having a conversation. And then she may say, I want to talk about this. And we're like, all right, well, let's talk about it. So yeah. we just, we go off of how we feel. 
that, that's just like our energy. We don't sit there and try to plan too much. Like we'll have stuff written down, but we just let it flow because that's how our conversation starts. And right. those those be the best topics in conversations, really. Mm-hmm. Not for sure. Yeah. Like I mean, the natural ones because that's where you're, that's where you're gonna get like the energy I'm talking about. The raw, real, relevant. You can't yeah. really be raw and real if you kind of try to calculate structure. everything. Oh the structure. My gosh. Mm-hmm. I find a hard time balancing between that on this because of other co-hosts. I wish I, he was able to come over, like come do the pod. He's a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I, I played ball at Tampa with him. And he came, he just moved to Dallas, I think, two years ago, a year or two years oh, ago. Nice. Okay. But he's a cool dude. But he's like, I'm a big structured guy, like just person, like, uh-huh. like just a personal life. So I try to apply that like loosely to the pod. But he reminds me like just through action that you can't really do that because it won't be a real conversation. It's just like... It's, it's like you're watching like a TV episode, watching a script. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we learned that early on too. Absolutely, we learned yeah. that early on. We did a a practice episode, and we were like, first "Hell episode. no!" The first episodes be awkward in the bitch. It was don't trash, <laughs> boy. Booty juice, said, trash. The intros no. be weird. We're not putting this shit out. We're not putting our name on this shit. Nobody's ever gonna see this shit. Nah, and we bro. did not put it out because I think it was I gotta just put it out so now. horrible. I mean, we a world know about it. It was so horrible. It was that bad. I mean, what was bad about it? Just just too much structure. It was a lot of structure. We weren't being ourselves. Like like. If you know us, you know what to expect. You know, you expect her to be goofy. You expect me to to talk crazy and say jokes. Yeah. Uh, we've never hosted anything before, so we're trying to read these questions, but it's not coming out natural, and we just look all uptight and just <laughs> awkward. Yeah. It was like hell no. Awkward. It's like you giving no. a speech in class yes. or some shit. You're yeah, like, yeah oh, pretty much. I told him right there. I said we're not putting this shit. Trying to be politically correct. Fuck all that. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Oh yeah, we were talking all extra proper. Yeah. Like, 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 don't talk like that. Yeah. What was that all for? Wait, that's a. Uh, oh, that's Mike Epps. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nigga don't talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, for that, what a bitch is that, nigga? <laughs> what a bitch is that? Is funny. Yeah, that sum up the whole shit. Yep, yeah. That's crazy. So how do y'all? That. So how do y'all get? How do y'all? Do y'all have like any tactics, anything that y'all use to kind of find that balance, or do y'all just try to stay, just stay like towards that value of just being raw? Like whatever topic is, you have that topic in mind, and then everything else flows from there. Yeah, and I think when you when when your guests see that you're comfortable they get comfortable because if you're if we're both too uptight and people are there they're going to be nervous and they're yeah. going to be whatever not going to say everything they want to yeah, say yeah exactly so when you when you when he does a, when he says a curse word that mm. you can see them kind of like look like oh okay shit like this is <laughs> so you got to start chill. off like what the fuck is yeah, good exactly <laughs> exactly or if if i see him being a little too uptight or he sees me being a little too uptight we kind of bring each other out so that way it, it just flows naturally throughout That's the whole smooth. conversation mm-hmm. with us man we don't it's certain things that we don't have to practice because these are conversations we have for like for a while we've been having these conversations like, y'all would do this anyway mm-hmm. yeah all it is is just transitioning into a a microphone and just making sure that I don't say nothing out of pocket. That's really Man, it. Man, that's why yeah. we can't ever go live. Yeah, that's nah, it. bro. I've been I nervous mean, about that. Yeah, we'll get, I, we'll, I get us canceled real quick. <laughs> so. He'll say some shit so off the wall. I'll be like, nigga. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the people who don't know me. If you know me, you just say that's just Ryan. Yeah. But if you don't know me, they like, this nigga is wild. Ain't like, that shit's crazy. Yeah. It's like hard to kind of like establish that baseline. So, like, anybody y'all interview so far that y'all don't really know? Or has there been everybody I pretty much like know decently? Everybody we know decently. We're mm-hmm. about, but you know, we had a lot of ideas before COVID happened. Absolutely. So yeah. a lot All of them people ideas we wanted fun. to. COVID came at the worst possible yes, fucking time, bro. Worst time. I had so many ideas, but plans. We, we just couldn't. 
you know? Yeah. And so now we're going to have to catch up and try to get these people that we, you know, scheduled and tried to get on. But no, we haven't. And I think I'm going to be very nervous when we start using people that I haven't had to interview. Yeah. yeah. Like no, like prior relationship. Because yeah. that's what, that's what question I was going to ask. Like being like a, like a raw, real relevant, like, like that, that's a, that's an energy that's hard to portray with people you don't know. Or like, mm-hmm. you can't get that like a, like even if you're just talking to a girl, you're talking to a guy, mm-hmm. like. You can never get the real them until maybe like the third date when they're really comfortable. Or, oh, for sure. So mm-hmm. I that so I, I apply that I apply that perspective to like podcasting. I consider it like a date, like it's the first date. So like, how can you get someone to be honest and like straight up and like just completely raw? Like, do y'all have an idea of how that can happen? That's that's you just tough. Gotta man. be authentic. I yeah. think that when you are authentic to who you are, people will naturally gravitate and and conform to you. They may not, like, if he started cursing a lot, even though they may not curse a lot, they just may feel more comfortable to say something. Yeah, anything, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, you just have to be authentic, right? What you think? Definitely. I just think, um, one thing I feel like we're great at is asking questions off the fly. Like, we can have everything written down, but when we think of a great question, we're going to ask it. Go. And we don't care, not that we want to offend you, but we want to know. Like, we're not going to ask you nothing disrespectful, but it's just like... So genuine curiosity. Yeah, it's real curiosity, but it's a, it comes from a genuine place, and you can tell that we're not trying to be messy or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think as long as we just be ourselves and be genuine, they're gonna feel the energy, and they just gonna. I feel like they they'll just accept it. Nah, I fuck with that. That's pretty dope. Yeah. But nah, but now nah, back to your origin story. That we were talking about. So you moved here five years ago, but you used to hoop back in what college? Yep, in college. Okay, where'd you go? Augusta State in Augusta, Georgia. Oh, where you went to Augusta State? Well, that's D two, right? Yeah. Yeah, Me wait, too. I feel like we didn't play. I don't think we played y'all. I think y'all might have been... I went to the University of Tampa, and we always had, like, Clark Atlanta, yeah. um, Shaw. The like, fun schools, the HBCUs. The, yeah, them school Used to bust their ass. But yeah. they used to always come down. Like, so what happened with uh, playing in college? Did you ever have aspirations to play after, or were you, like, pretty sure that basketball was just, like, college, like a vehicle? No, I actually wanted to go overseas. That's all I cared about was basketball. I didn't have plans on doing nothing else. Yeah. Um... I was good enough. It's just that circumstances happened. Like, my grandmother got sick, mm-hmm. had to throw that away. Uh, my son was born, had to put that to the side. So yeah. uh, basketball wasn't as important as, as those two things. And as time comes, you know how it is overseas. If you don't come yeah. out right off the back, it take a lot. And then just being a guard, it's, it's a little bit harder. Yeah, because they, they like to they like make it seem it's a dime a dozen and, like, they can rotate you whenever. Or mm-hmm. they, like, they like the wings. and I mean, you can make it. It's just... it's it's. It's hit or miss with overseas. Right. It's very hit or miss. You got to know the right people. So for me, once I realized where I was at, I'm realistic too. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, this is going to be very hard. At least just try one more time. I tried. It didn't work. So I was like, all right, well, we're just going to stick with Texas. A guard yeah. is a point guard, right? Hmm. It can be. It can be. Shooting guard. Yeah. Both of those are guards. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay yeah. I just want to make sure I'm you, 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 not bad. Not bad. <laughs> you ain't got to Google it. That's how your phone out. <laughs> Okay. I wasn't. I just had to make sure. That's why your phone out. That's why your phone out. It right wasn't. Now. Don't try to put your phone down real quick. I see you try to try to lay it down. I just had to make sure I was I was on the same page as y'all. That's all. But no, nah, I agree with that completely, man. And then honestly, like, I guess I kind of come from a different kind of perspective. Like, I did, I never thought basketball was going. I never thought I was going to play pro because I never. To be honest, I didn't like hoops like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like decent at it and good enough to like use it as a vehicle to get school paid for and stuff, but. Like, playing long-term, I didn't expect it because I'm just interested in a whole bunch of other stuff. I didn't think I could focus on it. Right. Because, like, that's kind of what my parents taught me coming up. Like, you got to focus on basketball. You got you to gotta yeah. live in the gym. Yeah, this, this. And I'm like, but I want to fuck with, like, my keyboard or something. Like, I want to go, yeah. like, do some other stuff, you know? Yeah. So that was the different part. But I agree completely when it comes to, 
like understanding like how it's all really about who you know mm-hmm. and like timing. Yeah, definitely. Like, the timing might be the biggest part of it all because like like you said, shit just happens, and then like especially with ball. You have these contracts that uh, they pop up like overnight. Like, okay, this team just hit me up. You got to make a decision in two weeks, uh, yeah, whatever else. Man. You're like, I can't. I got. I got to solidify my situation <laughs> first. Like, yeah. Let me get shit right. Yeah, I was actually offered uh, my senior year. I had one to Puerto Rico and one to Germany, mm-hmm. but I wanted to get my degree. So it was like, you can either go or you can stay back and get your degree too. And I was like. Mm-hmm. Mom gonna be mad if I leave. I need all these years in school, and I'm getting a degree, and I go who? Don't like, finish. Yeah, but to be honest, I'm glad I didn't make it because I learned I can do other things. Like just like how you, you like you didn't really care to play, but you made it. But you, you, I can tell you're into other things. Yeah, that allowed me to realize like, all right, basketball isn't the end all. Be get to know yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I didn't realize I can write. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize like who would have thought be doing a podcast was cool. Right. So I'm glad that I didn't make it because that that made me that forced me to try other things and see what else I was good at. Exactly. It yeah. kind of like you take a chance on yourself, like whenever. And then honestly, like imagine like how much free time frees up when you're not focused on hoop, though. Hell yeah. It's a lot more hours in the day. Like once Hell you figure that yeah. out, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. But then like interest levels, like you're saying, and then like the mentality you learn. One thing I do get from hoops that I can never escape is that I have. The weird ability to compare everything in the world to hoops. Absolutely, like every scenario I can Analogies. compare it to. Like, like yeah. I, my analogy is always a basketball a basketball yeah. analogy. But it's it's crazy that if you could see that, like the just like the lessons or like just the the strategy behind it, then you could transfer that to anything, and that puts you, I think, in a different position okay. for like everything that you try to do, like whether it be podcast, whether it be school, or mm-hmm. anything. Man. Hell yeah, we didn't even see a podcast at all in huh? in our. We didn't even see a podcast in our future. Nah, absolutely not. It's just crazy. Don't you think anybody did? I mean, if you ask anybody five years ago, the podcast would be like, niggas is making bread off. Niggas yeah. is signing licensing deals, publishing yeah. deals, like, yeah. like, like rappers out here. Yeah. Like, you thought anybody would have expected that? No. Nah. Nah, but I think some people, you can tell that, like, they can say, I saw you doing this. Like, I seen that you were a good a radio personnel, or I saw that you can do this, but... I think with us, that's not even something that we even... It was on accident. Yeah, definitely A, a podcast for us was a complete accident. Yeah. Like, how, all right, so break that down. How did that... A complete accident. I think Ryan hit me up asking if I can help him do, like, a video for his book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we met up at my apartment, and we just were out there. And then I said, we should make a video asking people questions. Like, people asking us questions, and then we answering the question on video. Yeah. And then, what happened after that? Then Tierra, well, our other cousin, um, she ended up calling us and we was like, come over. And then we was like, do you want to be in a video? She said no. And we just was like, nah, get in the video. So we <laughs> sat there recording and we just went from sun up to sundown, just laughing, Making just being videos. ourselves. Is that the one on y'all's IG page? Yeah. yeah. yeah y'all that was, was the, very, the very first one that we did. And that was just that was just random. Yeah. And then people really took to that. They're like, oh, y'all talking about some real stuff. We got a thousand views just posting that. Just that alone, right? Just messing around, got a thousand views. That's so crazy, man. What we started doing, we started trying to include our family. We would go to family functions and we would include our family. We have one with our aunts. Yeah. And they're just talking very openly, candid. Real raw yeah. about the topics we were talking about, but then we started noticing like with the family, you got you can't tame everybody. Yeah. Everybody got opinions, you know. We have opinions, but everybody got opinions, and they kind of want to yeah. police each other's opinions. We like y'all for can't sure, do that. for yeah. sure. But then yeah, we were like, okay, let's go to 
do we even mean to get to the studio? Nah, so actually, so hold on, even before that, we tried to do an all cousins podcast. That didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. We tried to do an all cousins podcast. I can see that being I can see that being something. Because we all have a different dynamic and we all have a different personality that can fit, but everybody isn't as committed and everybody yeah. isn't as structured. So it ended up uh being three at one time, something happened and it just ended up being us two. So we went to the studio and we was the plan was to go finesse the guy to see what equipment we need. Like I was like, so, yeah, yeah, like that's what, honestly I'm not gonna lie. That's one thing that made me want to try to do the studio thing y'all did for a minute just to see. Okay, like here's my setup, here's a professional mm-hmm. setup. How can I merge that gap, right? Yeah. So that was like y'all's first idea. Yeah, we yeah. were like, we about to go to the studio, see what they have, and we're gonna go and like make that at our own crib. <laughs> yeah, that was which idea. is smart, which is a great. <laughs> but tactic. it didn't happen like that. No. It didn't. It didn't happen Hell like that. No. Or they cover up labels or some shit like this. Like nah, you ain't gonna find. None of this. No, the dude was very open with everything. He told us every piece of every item in there. Yeah. It's just that you can't finesse something that's for you, right? Good point. So when we went in there, the guy was just so like his energy was amazing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It felt like we were supposed to be in that studio. And so we both looked at each other like, dog, this this feel good. We said he he said, come here and sit down. We're gonna run through a fake one so you can hear yourself. So you can practice, see what it's gonna be like. Yeah. When I first heard myself on that them headphones, I was, chills. Like, I was like, yo. This is it. This is it. Yeah. That shit just felt right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Wait, so how was the dude? I was, I'm curious to see how the dude's energy was so infectious. Like, how did, what was he just very inviting? Like, yes. You know, it's the thing. The funny thing is, we don't see him no more. Like, I think he's still there, but he's not... Oh, he doesn't have to help y'all set up or anything anymore. Well, the person who owns it is there now. It's, but... it's, it's Mark McCray. He's on mm-hmm. one of the radio... I think the, the Boom... Boom... Uh, I don't know. It's one of the radio stations. And he basically opened this studio okay. for people who want to do, like, radio and podcast. Start their own joints. And stuff like that. That's yeah, fly. so he's always there. Yeah. But the guy we're talking about is never there anymore. Yeah, so... Mark would go out before all of this happened. Mark would go out and be doing his own business, so he would have somebody watch over. Okay. So the time we went, it was the other Tony, guy, Tony, Tony Scott, Tony, Tony Scott, and both of them they they work for for major radios. They work for Tom Joyner and, and all these other people. Oh, I forgot damn. who all the other yeah. people. These big radio stations, but he, that was we seen him one time, and his energy was just there. Like he just made us feel comfortable. Like yeah. he's like sit down, let's have a conversation. So what are y'all looking for? Like. You can tell he cared about what we wanted. He wasn't trying to sell us anything. He wasn't trying to yeah. sell us. Y'all weren't just people buying studio time. Exactly. Okay. He wanted us to actually love what we were coming yeah. to do. Yeah. He was interested yeah. in what we wanted. To, like he was interested, like asking us questions, like, "So what y'all podcast about? And where are y'all trying to go with this? And okay, yeah, so I did this, and I'm gonna give y'all some advice, like giving ideas, free yeah. advice, yeah, yeah. That's free game, free game, free game, free game. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, I mean, that's dope. I mean, that's that's. Nah, now I want to go to the studio. Yeah, come. I gotta Please see everybody. Come. For real, we didn't plug somebody to, in. And they, yeah, yeah, one of um, his homeboys just started his podcast. It's called Unlimited. Unlimited, Unlimited yeah. podcast. Oh, and, yeah. See, I got quite a few homies that do like in the same realm, or at least try to try to dabble yeah, with podcasts. And I've right? been trying to network. When I find out somebody got a podcast, I'm like, hey, let's do this. Like, what yeah. we gotta do? So yeah, for sure, you should let us know. It's called the Podcast Suites. It's in Addison. The Podcast Suites. Uh-huh. All right, wait, I got definitely. And that's why I work out anyway. So that's perfect. I'm very familiar with Addison. Oh, okay, cool. That's smooth. Yeah. No, I gotta check that out. What other homies y'all got that got podcasts? Do y'all know anybody else is in the? Yeah, um, my homie Jordan. Jordan Tolbert, he has Catch You on the Rebound. Catch you. Oh, he another Hooper. Oh, for yeah. real? Mm-hmm. I'm about to say, Tolbert sounded familiar for a second. He from here? Yeah, he DFW, I think, for a word. Word? 
I'm about to say Tober sound kind of familiar. Uh-huh. I feel like I might have heard him like on rankings or something before, but yeah, mm-hmm. I can show you. I can definitely show you his page and stuff. All right, bet. yeah, he a Hooper too. Not for real. Yeah, his is about mental health though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his That's podcast about mental health. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Um, that kind of remind me of your book a little bit too, though. Like dear self, mm-hmm. it's like that's very centered around. Uh, I guess I segued that into it horribly. Like knowing no, that no yeah, backstory. No, I'm saying no backstory. I wish I would have gave you some backstory about it first, though, because yeah, I'm like I'm already because I already looked into it, so I'm like going right in. Like everybody heard about it already, but no. So you wrote a book called Dear Self. Yeah. And just based on what it kind of did, what your whole kind of narrative was, it seemed like it was centered around mental health, or at least uh, had that as a as a big pillar. That's one of the things, but it's more so uh, a overall self-help. So yeah. I talk about relationships. I talk about finding yourself. I talk about insecurities as a man. Mm. I talk about your root problem, uh, communication. So it's centered around a lot, but you can pick whatever you want and, and learn from it all. Yeah. Yeah. And then so like tying that back in with homies, uh, with Jordan's uh, possibly off the rebound, catch mm-hmm. on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just like... Like, seeing those two examples are, like, very, that mean a lot to me, especially, like, in black communities, because you're yes. not really, especially black men, not really taught to really talk about things or really explore, like, your own securities, uh, things like that. So, it mean a lot that y'all, like, there's multiple examples of people kind of, like, mm-hmm. exemplifying that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But now, so what motivated, what was something that motivated you to get to that point? Because to be able to write a whole piece about it, that's, like, mm-hmm. that means it was a big part of your life or something, like, very, really motivated you to do that. Yeah, actually, man, I had got into a bad car accident uh, some years ago. I had lost my job, obviously lost my car, and um, had to move in with family. So I was just on the couch, and, man, I had a lot of crying myself to sleep because I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to not going nowhere and not having my own and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would just, I didn't really have no one to talk to. And at the time, I could talk, but it's hard expressing yourself verbally sometimes, especially as a black man. Yeah. And just fast forward and what I'm learning now is I learned to use, uh, I learned to how to use my creative space to express myself. Mm. So I'm not great at verbalizing everything all the time, but for some reason when I write, it comes out perfectly. Yeah. So, uh, so what I did was a lot of times I was on the couch and I was just thinking about how I was feeling and I just wrote it down in my notes, just typing it, like just yeah. going. And eventually um, I had enough to write a book but the thing is, also, I feel like if I'm at a bad place in life, that I can help other people. So if at least if I know I'm helping other people, I'll make myself feel better. Yeah. So I would send messages on Snapchat, like little excerpts of what I was writing in my notes. And they just, eventually, a bunch of people was like, you need to write a book or you need to have your own app. And, and I was like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah. And eventually, I was just looking at my notes and I had enough to write a book. And I was just like, just let me see. Shit out. Yeah. And actually, she wrote a blog first. So she made a blog. Yeah. And which I was, is hard, by the way. Not about people, some of the blogging. articles. It's it's like the easiest way to get anything that's in my head out. Hmm. Would y'all say it's very similar? Would you say, I mean, obviously the process of like publishing a book and then a blog might be a little different. But would y'all yeah. say this like comes from the same energy? Just like just getting just getting ideas off, getting thoughts off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that just with the blog, it's a little more scattered, where a book is a lot more structured. Yeah. Um, that's fair. So so yeah, I think so. Mm-mm. You gotta have time and patience to do both though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how is that? Okay, so your blog is called, I remember, wait, I forget, it's un, Unrelenting yeah, Truth. Yeah, Unrelenting Truth. Okay, okay, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, Hand clap for that. Yes. I did my research, bro. That I did my research. Flattery. I did my you research. Know, I kind of forgot. I ain't running so long, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I started writing 
what was that, 2017? I started writing on my blog, 2017, but I have been doing like poetry and writing, journaling long before that. I just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. And then um, had a real traumatic experience, uh, was going through a divorce. I was 26 when I was going through my divorce. Oh man, I didn't know you were married yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So um, after that, I just needed to find a way to release because I'm not a person that really allows people into my business. So my family had no idea that I was going through a divorce until I actually left. Lying. Yeah, so my blog was really me just telling everything that I felt. Wait, so you went through all that by yourself? Yeah. How the hell you do that? Everybody always asks that. <laughs> but that's insane. I mean, because I mean, we all obviously know like these things ain't easy to go through. But yeah. then having to go through them by yourself, that's like, that's intense, man. Like a yeah, whole. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I really, to this day, every I really base my life and my strength around that time in my life. I always say, I just want to get back to the 2017 Ebony. The mm. one who was strong enough to get through X, Y, and Z. So, I don't know. Would you say that process kind of like dwindled like your strength in like getting through things or what, what, what was that? Um, like what makes 2017, obviously 2017 yeah, was, Ebony was like able to get through stronger, but. I don't, I don't really know. It was just the time that I had a lot of clarity. I was able to clear my mind and actually think for myself without having the judgment mm. of anybody else. Cause you know how relationships are. You tell somebody something happened, and then now you may forgive them, but everybody else not gonna forgive them. Everybody got yeah. an opinion. Yeah, everybody. Everybody else on not your gonna business. Forgive them. That'd be the craziest part. Exactly. So your me, own business. My thing was okay. Of course, he cheated, so I had to decide if I was gonna stay. And I couldn't go call my mom. I couldn't go call my best friends. I couldn't because everybody was gonna have their own opinions, and I didn't want it to sway me. Right. So I just stayed for as long as I could. I wrote. And then once I really realized like I couldn't do it, that's when I said, all right, like it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure I was making that decision on my own. Not influenced by anybody else. Not influenced by anybody else. So that's why you decided to do it on your own versus yeah. like reaching out for Mm-hmm. That is true because I can see that happen a lot of times. Scenarios, people like they think they're helping, but they're really just giving their own exactly two cents. Like exactly, and then yeah. all they're gonna do is call somebody to call somebody to tell them and your business all over the family. Yeah, it's, it's pointless. <laughs> it's pointless. So when I had, so when I finally did leave and had my divorce, everybody didn't have anything to say because it's like you can't, you can't say well, it's already done. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. There's nothing that you can say. So. All you do is just ask how are you now, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Damn. So like so the blog started after. Um It started while. Well, it started while. So like I started noticing little things were different. And then mm-hmm. it kind of gradually got to the point that it was at. But So did the blog kind of help you reach like a realization or was Oh, that- for sure. For sure. That's the one thing I always say about like journaling. If you write stuff down, hell yeah, and Boy. you reread that shit. <laughs> if you write down some of the things that go on in your life that you think this shit right here, I'm telling you, got if some you, shit in it, bro. I'm and, telling and you, I'm the biggest advocate of journaling. It, you go back and read it, and you be like, "What the fuck?" That's I had those moments all the time. Like all you time. was like, it almost seems like a lot of things you write down. You're like, damn, I was like, you you were always wondering if you had things figured out or if like you were thinking the yeah. right things. Like, yeah. damn, I was right the whole fucking time. Yeah, like, exactly. Or like, damn, that, I was right. Or, well, I've grown so much from that. If it's some shit that you're about to say to somebody else, th- mm-hmm. just write just write it down. And then once you reread it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't say that shit. Or mm-hmm. that sounds stupid as fuck. Why would I ever 
think that that was okay. Yeah. So. I remember they said something about, like, I hate kind of using Abraham Lincoln as, like, a good point, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they were using the history classes, and they said uh, something he did to kind of manage, like, uh, keep his emotions in check mm-hmm. was if he ever had something he had to say to somebody else but didn't know how it would, like, like how it would mm-hmm. manifest, with mm-hmm. he would write them a letter, seal it, date it to them, everything, like, all, like, have their name on it, stamp on it, and then he'd throw them all in his drawer. So you get the ideas off and you get all the energy yeah. out, but mm. you don't exactly with the same external perspectives. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's journaling too. That's, that's journaling. Exactly, that's exactly journaling. And yeah. I feel everybody should do it. I feel everybody should do it. It's so underrated that Big we don't time. realize like how you can be your own therapist to a certain extent. Right. Like, you don't have to go through it alone. It's almost like you're having a conversation with yourself, but without stepping outside yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You getting your because like you can you can keep thoughts in your head. Yeah. But it's not the same as like getting them out in some whether it's some type of art form or some writing or whatever. Like yeah. that's a that's getting it out. Yeah. I think that's what journaling is. Like mm-hmm. like what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta get different. it out. Nah, I think because um, one thing I think like therapy in black communities is also like a big thing. But I think a good starting point instead of jumping straight into it is journaling. Because you at least get a better understanding of yourself or, like, why you're thinking things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if y'all experience the same thing as I do when I'm journaling, but, like, you'll be writing things, say, if you're feeling something. Yeah. And once you're writing it, you kind of get an understanding of, like, wait, all right, yeah, this don't sound right. Or like, this, like, <laughs> maybe I am tripping. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. writing mid-sentence. Like, you ever been mad as fuck trying to write some shit? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm not really mad no more. Yeah. Okay, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. I yeah. have so many journal or so many blogs in my drafts. Because I'll feel away and I'll start writing, and midway through the dra- like midway through the blog, I'm like, okay, that feeling is gone because I've gotten it out mm-hmm. because I've been able to say exactly what I felt. Yeah. So yeah, it and happens even, all the time. And even with journaling, that we're so emotional at the time that sometimes we're not thinking fully logically. So by the time we have we through, we're we're realizing like. I don't have to make a decision off of emotion. Now I can think a little bit more logically and clear because I kind of got it out. Got the emotion part out. Yeah. So it's, it's you get these emotions out, but then you come back logically and you reread. And it's like, damn, does this make sense? But even if it doesn't make sense to sin, at least you know that you got it out and you're rereading it. And it's like, all right, how I feel is all on a piece of paper. And yeah. I can either leave it there or I can send it to whoever, but at least I got it out. Right. So that makes all the difference in the world for sure. Exactly. Do you ever see like... um? When y'all do or writing things out, whether it's for a book, blog, or just journaling, do you ever kind of, do you ever see yourself diving back into like the energy you were feeling at that time, or do you only see it as like words, like on a page? You only see it like just like you see like a almost like you're watching a movie, or do you see yourself like you feel it? Yeah, I feel it. I was just about to say I feel it. Yeah. I, I can, I can. If I go back and read a blog that I wrote when I was going through what I was going through, I can feel it. I remember the emotion I had when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. But it feels good to be in a better space and not have to deal with that same emotion anymore. Yeah. But I can definitely feel that. Right. Like mm-hmm. you get chills looking at them sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I was really, I remember this. I was sitting at a table crying while I wrote it. Like yeah. I, I have that moment where I say stuff like that. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. The same for you. Nah, once I write it, I touch it and then I just let it go. I let it go. But then if I happen, sometimes I go through my notes and I click some and it'll happen on accident. Almost like the universe wants me to read this right, right. now. Right. And then when I read it, I'll be like, damn, I was in a fucked up place. Yeah. But then it'll let me know, like, it's um, I, I get more gratefulness to see how far I've come. Exactly. From where I was at that time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I think that was a big part of uh, journaling that I thought was um, like a, like a, like a subsidiary benefit yeah. of journaling was one, you're getting your emotions off, you're getting your ideas off. But I think, 
like documentation of like your mindset. That's yeah, honestly yeah. one of the reasons why I want to do a podcast because I think this is like a this is like journaling for me. It, exactly. Like, I, I can't it, wait to like ten years is. from ten years from now looking back like having conversations with the homies or whoever or having else. Kids who find your podcast yeah. and they're like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like the way like the things you're going through, like everything you kind of thinking the same way. Yes. But the documentation aspect to me is like the biggest part because like otherwise you'll never really gauge like how much you're progressing or if you have progressed or mm-hmm. if like or if you look back, there's been times I look at a journal like a year ago or uh, entry I made and I'm like, damn, I'm still thinking about the same thing. Like, so obviously I need to focus on this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes things very vivid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The documentation aspect is a huge part in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even I the do. little stuff on Facebook, man, when you see stuff pop up oh from two years God. or five years oh ago. Oh my God. That's, that should let Stressful. you know, like, damn, I was really thinking like Bro, that back then. Like, let's talk about my old Facebook memories. Oh, uh, hell like, no. I used to write my three, my E's with threes and shit. I'm like, oh my God, thank God <laughs> oh, I'm you was out up. here. Thank you was God out I'm here. up. Like, what is going on? But yes. When you see a yeah a mind state that you were in back then, it's crazy. yeah, nah, it's like I don't, I don't know. I think I think that's like one of the most gratifying things, like kind of realizing that like it reminds you that no trouble, no trouble is like everlasting or anything, no season. Mm-mm. But I mean, even on adverse side, like no great things are everlasting, mm-hmm. you know. So you see, you see how quick seasons move. Like damn, I felt like yesterday it. or that was so long ago and. Mm-hmm. You see how fast things move, and yeah, you just kind of. We were all just at the club partying, and then COVID said, "Boop." No, nope. get your ass in the house. Get your ass in that goddamn house. It's just crazy. Man. How y'all been adjusting to COVID though? Has it been anything like y'all been? I know I ask people this all the time. I always wanted to know: Is there anything like y'all decided to focus on, like try to develop while in quarantine? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to say, yes. you gotta have. So everybody gotta Hell have something. Yeah. I'm always interested yeah. to hear what that is. Me, I work out all the time. The That's all part. I started to do. Bought all this fitness stuff, started the business, like working on the podcast. We never stopped working on the podcast. I yeah. mean, we were still going to the studio. Yeah. We were hitting them up like, hey, can we come in? Yeah, yeah, like, we got gloves yeah, and masks. We got, we got, got shit to do. Like, <laughs> we got shit to do. We had goals. January 1st, we made goals. So, yeah. yeah, no, I just focused literally on me and making sure that everything that I wanted, I manifested. I put it in the universe. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. So, yeah, working out, business. Podcast. That's what's up. So, what the other business were you talking about? The uh... oh, my toy business. That business. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. it's a, a sensual pleasure product, product business. I, I can't say product. the other word. She doesn't you like can't it. say. <laughs> I can't say the sex store. She likes sensual pleasure product. You guys, I don't. Know. You guys yeah, like... I, don't, I don't like when people try to make it all extra. It's, it's a politically correct. Yeah, name. I feel like I feel like it's negative, but like you know, it's got to be all perception, though. I mean. Yeah. Is it good or bad? I mean, that's a whoever, depending on whoever yeah. the market is, right? No, we can circle back to that part because mm-hmm. I definitely want to dive into that. But now, what would you say is something that you've been working on? Um, I mean, yeah, the podcast, really myself, like really just because I, I do these check-ins with myself every so often to where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, where were you and where are you now? Mentally, physically, spiritually, like I just do a check-in with myself. So uh, do check-ins. I do my, my spiritual stuff with my crystals. They laugh yeah. at me, but... But that's your shit man, though what? Man just doing my sage and, and all that stuff And really man like I think the biggest thing is being more creative With the book uh, I'm writing another one I'm writing two right now but oh word. I started writing Dear Self 2 last year But I scratched it all out and I started over This year so this COVID Allowed me to have more creative ideas And I think I'm going to do something that I haven't Seen maybe it's been done but I haven't seen Nobody do 
what I'm about to do with this book. So that allowed me to sit down and be more creative with it. Right. So what was the uh, energy behind you scrapping Dear Self too? Did you feel like you were just kind of doing, like kind of repeating or did you, did you feel like you needed to do something completely different or what was that energy of scrapping it? I think I've grown so much from the time I was writing it till now and then like the January 1st, we went to this park and we was going to meditate and manifest and talk about our ideas and it was just more of a seriousness to what we was going to do and we was going to hold each other accountable and I think when we got more serious, that allowed me to, to just think differently about my goals and not just procrastinate sometimes and not just feel like doing it and me just being more open and talking to people, it just it just allowed me to have a whole different mindset. So that mm-hmm. old mindset, whatever I had, I just want to start first. When yeah. you get tunnel vision and do something, you got to do it. Yeah. yeah. You, gotta you, can't, do it. you can't put it on the back burner. You got to make it happen. I yeah. feel that. Yeah. I feel sure. that. That mindset, like, it's weird how you can kind of graduate from a whole mindset and, like, be ready to do something completely different than mm-hmm. what you thought you were before. Mm-hmm. Do y'all ever have that with ideas that y'all are thinking about? Like, y'all are like, ah, oh, this is it. Like, the tunnel vision for this idea. But you feel yourself kind of going through like a transition and now you're, like, yourself is like, all right, we got to do something completely different. This is, you have to scrap what that original goal was. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because I don't know if that's just me. My mind's sporadic as fuck. So, mm. like, I have like a goal or a plan and I'm like, I just be so interested in something else in the process of getting whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, I got to switch because I, I can't stop thinking something that was like this. that for you? For me, one, I'd say... It was career path for a while. Mm-hmm. So I kept telling myself I want to be like on the administrative side of basketball or something or or like more like back office stuff. And I started like kind of like dabbling in like, well, I was in Manchester at the time. That's where I ended up playing in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I was in school at the time. So I was thinking like trying to get these internships or just, just like shadow different like sports programs, sports clubs, and see if that was really what I'm trying to do, like network it up. Mm-hmm. But while I was studying, I was studying a completely different subject. I was studying international business management. And like a project management focus, but that just made so much more sense to me. Because mm-hmm. like with the business and sports, it's a lot of ambiguity. It's a lot of who you know. It's a lot of politics. Like people that are heading, I don't really understand why or what they really do. But mm-hmm. the shit I was studying just made so much sense. Okay. So like midway while I'm trying to do that, I like quit. I like canceled this uh, internship I was with. Started working completely different route, mm-hmm. and it ended up working out in my favor. But I was like, that's a goal that I kind of felt like. I quitted. Okay. But it's like you rerouted, really. It wasn't yeah. really quitting. You just found something that worked better, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Yeah. And I was wondering if that's something that like y'all ever have to like, find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Like once y'all get set on an idea, y'all like, nah, this is it. Like y'all know I how to make it happen. I have to. I have to. Or if I don't, I'm just, I'm not ever going to get anything completed. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do anything. I'm never going to finish anything. I think as a kid, I started a lot of things that I didn't finish. I was in piano, ballet, gymnastics. I did swimming. And I didn't finish any of it just because I was like, okay, I'm bored with this. So as I started to get older, I needed to get discipline. And so the discipline is what helped me to stay focused, to be able to do all of the stuff that we're even trying to do. Yeah. Because naturally, it's easy to just get up and go out. It's easy to go have fun and, you know, I'm going to watch TV or I'm going to go to sleep. But when you start to do all of that, you start to think about the time you could have been spending Working on whatever it is that you wanted to Preach. work on. Come on, right. Pastor. So, <laughs> Sit in the bike. So once you realize, like, oh, I just spent two hours on Instagram scrolling, that's two hours I could have been working on my business. That's two hours I could have been working on a podcast episode. Yeah. That's two hours I could have been, you know, getting a workout in real quick. Yeah. And that was one of the things I had to learn was discipline. That's pretty smooth. So with that same energy, would you say... That's what motivated you to start this business that you have now. Oh, for sure. Like, because I feel like that's something 
correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but this is like a hunch I would get just from like people who might not know what you do or anything. Like mm-hmm. it could be something that you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't. Like it's it might be yeah. weird for some people. I don't know if I want people to know me as this, but then you're like, all right, fuck it, I'm making this shit happen. Yeah, see, me personally, I ain't ever cared, like ever cared about what somebody thought about me. Yeah. That, that's always been me. That's dope. So when I thought about that, I saw dollar signs. Like I was like, it's money in this. Yeah. It's stores like this everywhere. Every corner you could probably go on is damn near a store like that. For sure. So I'm like, okay, shit. Like, why can't I do it? Why can't I have one? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me start it. Granted, granted, I was like, I got to do the research, figure out what the barriers are, enter into the market, what I got to look out for. But shit, I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then here comes the silk box. Yeah, here comes the silk that's box. That's how it's birthed. So that's been, <laughs> how old is this? How old is this venture? You know, um, I actually thought about it in like October. Really? I had, okay, I take that back. I When I was 21, I thought about it, but it wasn't. It wasn't no action idea. tied to yeah, it. Yeah, no, it wasn't a yeah. real idea. I think I said something funny like, wouldn't it be nice for me to have my own toy? Like the, it was like the Luca <laughs> 3000 or something like that. It was just, it was, it was something crazy. <laughs> it was just, yeah, it was just something crazy. And then in October, I don't even know why. I just thought about it. I called my dad. I was like, dad, I got this idea. I want to know how you think of what you think about it. And my daddy like, shit, you know, sex sales. You got you got a good idea. Absolutely. And Ain't no argue with then, that. Yeah, and then everybody I started kind of telling, it was like, what? Yes, like, do it. And I was like, that was just the confirmation I needed. I mean, yeah. really, all of them could have said that's a dumb-ass idea, but still I still was going to do it. it. Still was going to do it. Yeah. Nah, so that's been like a year, damn near a year, yeah. like kind of plotting the whole thing, getting mm-hmm. it all running. Yeah. So the site's been up since... Yeah, so I actually am still working on the site, but yeah. people can still order. Definitely yeah. still order. Okay. Um, but yeah, the site will be up this week. Okay. That's cool. my goal mm-hmm. by the end of this week. But, yeah. but you know, me. you know what I like about the the Instagram page is she has the facts on there. Like she has like the little quotes. Yeah. Like it's not just a toy, but she has like what's some of the the quotes on there? Yeah, it said it has statistics of like the percentage, like seventy five percent of women never experience orgasm from intercourse alone. Yeah, stuff Ooh. like that. Yeah, so it's that's it's, tough. <laughs> so that's tough. it's just saying like how you need more things than just penis. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, and Everything then also the men. Just like shit. Yeah, also the percentage of men who who don't use don't use toys or the ones that do use them and realize how much it's changed their sexual experiences. I think with men, it's just the dynamic of I don't need that. I can get a real like I the masculinity. A, part. I can get somebody like I got sure. a hand, and it's, it's like ego. yeah, I understand it's all of that. A whole lot of ego ties. Yeah, yeah, very definitely a lot of ego. Very. Definitely. But it's like, once I talk, like, if I can talk to a dude one-on-one, probably with no outside opinions or whatever, they'll listen. They'll yeah. definitely listen. And they might not ask then, but they'll, like, hit me up later, like, hey, so, yeah. what it's you like breaking. It's like breaking old habits. Like, yeah. you gotta, gotta break the wall down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, or you see it's okay. I think once you once somebody sees it's okay, it's normal, then it's like, all right, I can do it. But when everybody thinks toys, they think women. They're like, oh, I don't want a yeah. damn toy. What I need a toy yeah. for yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. These samples that you brought in. By the way, she brought a box <laughs> of, of samples. Like, And this shit is amazing. Like, this shit I ain't never heard of before. <laughs> they got, what's the one uh, joint that you just showed me? Uh, Which one? The, the one, uh, the male masturbation one. This shit was beatboxing. The they got like sloppy yeah, toppy 3000. The black one is sloppy toppy. Yeah, Noir, Noir. Y'all can't see it, but Noir is just a male masturbator. It's, it can it can you know go in place of your hand, so it creates a barrier between your 
should I say dick or penis? I I never know how you to say be what politically. You want to say. Okay, you I'm know saying dick. Better than I'm a Dennis. Your Dennis. No, I'm gonna say dick just because it, it just comes out a little more natural. Feel, feel yeah. natural. Yeah. So like. With the with Noir, it has ribs on it, and it has two like little flaps that you can squeeze. So when you masturbate, you can squeeze it as you know much as you need to. Some yeah. dudes like more pressure than others. Some don't. That's right. just that's just the fact. Um, but it allows you to have a little bit more of an imagination, and it's not just direct contact with your own hand. Mm. Just like a woman, it's it's completely different when she masturbates with her own finger right. as opposed to a toy. That way, huh? I kind of want to touch on that because that's the thing. It might be a lot deeper as far as like yeah. the whole industry of toys. Yeah. So a big pillar, would you say, of experimentation with these uh, with these different things mm-hmm. is all more so just kind of expanding your imagination. Yeah, your your imagination and what you are open to. Yeah. Um, just just you know when you're when a man is actually using his hand to masturbate, it's still you. Yeah. No matter how yeah. you put it, it's still you. You you can't give yourself the same feeling that one somebody else can give you or a toy can give you. Like <laughs> I'm just being a hundred percent. She went there. She <laughs> went there. She went there. Yo, I watched maybe it was Andy Milanakis. Maybe it wasn't. It was somebody. Andy yo, Milanakis. Maybe it wasn't him. It was somebody, but they was like, yo. I used to sit on my hand and make it numb and masturbate so it would make it seem like it wasn't me. I'm telling like, you. That was the Wait, I never even shit. thought of that. That's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. It was a long time ago. That shit was so funny. <laughs> he said, I sat on my hand so I can make it numb and then I masturbated because it didn't feel like my hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, like how does someone think to like, that's Man. like kind of genius. That's, they got a good imagination. That's yeah. all. That's a hell of an this imagination. Way back, way back then. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great imagination. But yeah. that's that's really what utilizing the products really is. Like you're just wanting to make sure you have a great experience. And I, you know, I had a, you know some people use it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey. I'm gonna give you a sample. I need you to try it. You know, obviously keep it. I don't want it yeah. back. But <laughs> <laughs> don't get that and, shit back. You know, they're just like, yo, like, and these are people that would never go buy one on their own. For and, sure. And um, one of them was just like, yo, like, when I came, it was crazy. Like, it was the experience was different. You know, yeah. you have the vibration. You have all of this stuff. And then I don't know if everybody watches, you know, porn, but if you're watching it, me and watch it and, and imagine that it's them. Yeah. So if you're watching it, imagine it as you, and then it's not your hand. This mm. is you having a whole you having a whole experience right now. Interesting, a right. whole experience right now. So. Y'all had these conversations about these like much, or is what? this something you stay away from? It's regular. It's regular. <laughs> this is regular. <laughs> he, he just be making up names. You got that gobble gobble three thousand. Like, yeah, this is regular. <laughs> he just be making up you need to let him name all your products. Man. A whole Man. line. Let him name all That's of that them. That flip a gripper right Man, there. Yeah, <laughs> he literally makes up. I shit guarantee all if I'm the scrolling, time. see that flip a gripper. Wait a minute, hold on. This is what this shit talking about? Trying to see what that feel like, yeah, right? Exactly. It's crazy, but no, I like the idea that it's um, it's centered kind of more around like uh, this exploration of it. Oh, for sure. But and then like the point that you made, like you said, you have some people that like with. Uh, they will talk to you about it or like look at it once you present it to them, but mm-hmm. they will never go into a store and get it themselves. No, so no. is that more of like an aspect that you try to emphasize with yours? Absolutely. Like more like a person, a personability thing? I want people to be comfortable. I want people to be able to ask me a question and not feel like they're being judged. I just think it's natural. To me, it's natural. Everybody might not feel like that, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that's natural. You exploring your, your own body, you knowing what your own body can do is very important. I say that to women all the time. How are you 
having sex with men and you don't know what gives you an orgasm or you never experienced an orgasm. I don't yeah. understand that. But, yeah, just exploration and knowing your body. That shit is intense. <laughs> that shit is intense. <laughs> Have you tried any of them? Nah, she won't let me hold the uh the, the two-hand sloppy you toppy. Can, you the, can buy one. I said I was going to buy one. Man, what about the family discount? You can't. <laughs> well, I, I support. She know I'm going to support. Family. No, it was just family. Like, <laughs> What's so a what family? You what you mean? <laughs> that shit is insane, man. But we was also talking about um like male using women's toys on oh, them. Oh, my gosh. What? Yes. I would do definitely do that. Yes, that is like, a thing. I never thought of, like, so, like... Uh, oh, my gosh. Like, so, like, so would you say all products are pretty much unisex, or are they... I would absolutely say that you can use anything in the bedroom with somebody else. Like, the male products, That's a good point, because it's more of it would enhance imagination, yes. too, if you think you don't see them as, like, a gender concept Exactly. And then it makes for great foreplay. It don't always have to be you started off... With you know whatever, and then she starts it off with whatever. You could, babe. Let me grab your toy out the drawer. Let me just grab it real quick. Start yeah. using it on you, and then it's whatever. Then y'all start. You know, it. You, what? What if you don't feel like giving head that day? Exactly. And for them yeah. fellas out there, if you don't feel like giving head that day, go ahead and grab that little vibrator. Go ahead and touch Listen, it up. Listen, if you don't feel like giving head that day, I do that. Automate the work for you, real quick. I have yeah. Southern Comfort. Okay, Southern Comfort is it simulates head. It's head for women. Like, oh, yeah. Is like that the Southern for... Comfort? Nope, Southern Comfort. Is this one? That's probably the craziest one to me. Man, Southern what? Comfort has like a little suction on the inside. This is basically a clit simulator. She puts it directly up on her clitoris, and then you increase it. And you can see sometimes a little white thing on the inside, and it simulates... Yeah. It simulates like air being pushed, so it, it's head. So I'm if a one day, that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if on. one day you don't feel like giving her head, baby. Let me let me grab that one out the, and you can you can see that one. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see what this you shit just put your about, finger man. over the hole right there. You can. Oh yeah, this shit will be over with. <laughs> and for the men, like this is my thing, right? And this is why I'm not embarrassed to use toys. My job is to pleasure my woman. My yes. job. No matter what, you can like don't that. get me wrong. You can rely on the dick, and it's cool. But like once you make a woman bust a certain nut, she gonna come back. And she's gonna Every come back. Time. And she's gonna come back. Every other day. Like, but if you like this woman, she's gonna keep coming back. So oh, if I sure. gotta use a toy, if I gotta hit from the bike and put the little <laughs> vibrator right there. You do what you gotta do. But hey. I mean, like, like you said, like, hold on. First off, the way back. this shit sound in the mic probably. <laughs> <laughs> this shit crazy, right? funny. Funny. That shit hard. Did you ever see this one? I seen it, yeah. Uh, I didn't hear crazy. it though, but I saw it. I was about to say, so like that was one point that I was thinking about too. There's like kind of two points that I get from it that made me like just a curiosity, that question. One was like kind of convincing dudes or whoever like your clients are that like it's not so much about like a kind like condemning thing, like you're not doing your job or whatever, but it's like you're like you're saying, like your your whole purpose is to pleasure your partner when you're in the bedroom, right? Yeah. Or wherever you engaging yeah. in these activities. Mm -hmm. So like that's just enhancing it to make it. To make, to make her I get mean, to where she want to be every time exactly. or where he want to be. Exactly. Because, listen, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. I can guarantee you if you having sex with a, a woman or whatever and you pull out one of her toys and use it on her, you're going to feel something completely different. Mm -hmm. Because things are going to start, her, her walls are going to start contracting. She's going to get a lot wetter if she's orgasming. It's just, it's going to be different. So it doesn't have to be that you're just using it on her. Like I have a wand in my box right now that if you use that on her while you hit her from the back, she can hold it while that's happening. You're going to feel nothing but 
Every, you're gonna feel everything. You're Good literally splash. going to feel everything. So it's yeah, not just pleasure for everybody. <laughs> splash. <laughs> splash <laughs> so you're literally going to feel everything. It's gonna be a great experience for both of y'all, but you just have to think of it as not being like, oh, I'm not good enough if she wants me to use a toy. Yeah, it's, that's a toxic idea or like toxic mindset. Yeah, to hold. It's, and, but you just have to, y'all both have to be open to it too. So I have to realize that everybody's not always open to it. Yeah. So you just got to be open to it. I think with dudes, man, you got to be more secure. Like if you're secure within yourself, if you ain't worried about what she thinking or what everybody else thinking, that shit don't that's, matter. that's one. Two is, um, you always, I feel like you always got to be ahead. Like in middle school, nobody was eating pussy. Let's be real. Not, for real. <laughs> not a lot of people. Let me it say, not a lot of people. You would have told, you would have told seventh grade Austin that you would be eating pussy one day. It'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you nasty. Ew. This is like, yuck. This is even further. Dudes, we felt like masturbating was nasty in middle school. Oh, you beat your meat? Oh, yeah. You, say, you oh, beat you, your oh, meat? Niggas be joining like crazy mm-hmm. they find that out. And then high school, oh, you eat pussy, you nasty. Yeah. And then you go to college, oh, you eat ass. So in case y'all don't see the cycle, like this shit get nasty and nasty. Get ahead of the curve before everybody start doing it. Yeah. Because then she's gonna be coming back to you. And when she deals with somebody else, they're gonna be like, nah, I'm gonna go deal with this nigga who got this toy. Cause I already know I'm gonna bust a couple nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. There's I no think, question at that point. And I think women, we're just naturally, a lot of us are naturally pleasers. So I feel like if a dude had something, we wouldn't have a problem using it. Like at first we might be like, what the hell? Like, what's that? But I, I don't think that we would just be completely against it. Yeah. So, and then if you, more so if you're in a relationship, it's a lot easier to implement. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lot easier to implement. A lot but. easier. Okay, that mm-hmm. poses a good question. So, obviously in a relationship, the question of how, when to bring in like these kind of, these different uh, toys or any other questions like to explore, it's a lot easier. You can't really tell her that. Can't really tell somebody when you should because you're in a relationship. That's all on you. Mm-hmm. Well, how soon, if you're not dating anybody, how soon would you propose question. that to a person you're talking to? Me? Obviously, you want to do it on the first day. I think that would be that would be pretty. Or you might. Do you do you mean as a as a woman or as a man? Okay, so we got two different perspectives. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, what would you say? As a woman, I think it's it's a little more normal. It's it's normalized. So I think that if somebody was to come over my crib, they're going to know. Like, if, if I'm about to have sex with you, you're about to know what I'm into. Yeah. Like, you're going to know what I'm into. Because that's going to basically determine what our sex life is going to be like. Yeah. Because yeah. I, can't, I can't pretend or hide who I am to make you feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, no, I ain't in that type of shit. And then I'm like, all right, well, this is as far as we're gonna get. Like you know where your peak is. Yeah, already. like this is this is as far as we're gonna get. Because so you would say that's open, attractive to you. Like the, that's right, one of the most attractive things to you. If a guy doesn't, you can never really see his peak. You always see him like being open to like other things. Yeah, I I'm very open minded. So I have to have somebody that's open minded. I can't have nobody that's saying that what I'm interested in is is not nor like not okay. Fair. That's too close minded for me. Yeah. No. Absolutely yeah. not. I see that. So what would you say? So like you say by like the first couple times y'all like mess around, you be willing to introduce mm-hmm. those things before yourself, but for him, like anything that you would like try to get him to do or that's um, a different, that's a different, that's I a think, different discussion. I, no, I, I wouldn't. I would like a man being comfortable is definitely necessary. But when it comes to like pleasing me, that's different. Now, yeah. I feel like once you start introducing him to pleasing you, he is going to start wanting to know what is there, what more is there that can please me. Yeah. It's going to be a natural 
segue. You don't have to force anything. Like, I don't want a dude to come over. First of all, I'm not going to have my own toys for a dude. So, like, I don't want a dude to come over and be like, I'm be like, I'm using this on you right now. And he's like, wait. Like, what? Who's used this? What is this? Like, right. I'm Tied not to ever- the bed like, shit, yeah. what are I get myself into? Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I would never do that. I would just let them ease themselves into it. Like, once they start to get curious, you just reel them in type shit. That's it. That's fair. So, if a dude, but if a dude, if I went over a dude house and he was like, I got this, can you use this on me? Oh, for sure. If that's what's going to make you comfortable and that makes you nut like then, cool fair. i don't care why are you laughing i gotta Ryan? hear i gotta hear what why you're thinking you i gotta hear because you funny i'm i'm not pulling the toys i'm waiting because i want to experience us first like i'm gonna yeah do all the positions first i don't want to do it too i don't want to peak too soon you know what I'm saying? Point. Like, I want to kind of like, all right, so let's go fuck here. Let's go on the roof. Yeah. Let's go on vacation. Like, let's do that. And all then, the stuff was just y'all get the most you can out of that. And then you apply the toys. Yeah. And then later on, like, not when it's dying down, but you can kind of tell when she can kind of guess what position you finna go to next. It gets stagnant. <laughs> yeah, what was then, that, that's a cat. That's a cat Williams. Uh, yeah. That's a cat Williams stand up. <laughs> so, like, oh, you finna flip? See, I already knew that. See, right, like, oh, that was cat Williams. Once it kind of becomes normalized, what we about to do? Okay, so now let's try to sort. Like, let's make it more exciting. I don't want to jump too soon and then go backwards. Yeah. Not that it's bad, but I just I like the progression of it. Like, yeah, right. I mean, obviously, like the first time we had sex, like I'm not about to ask you to use my toy on me, but you're gonna know that I like toys. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna know. Like it's not gonna be a surprise. Like, oh, I didn't know you were into this. No, you you know, because yeah. I'm I'm telling you. But okay. yeah, the first time we do, we don't have to. No, we don't have to use it the first couple yeah. times for sure. Not. But it's different right. for women, men, women, uh, men and women because women can pull out the toys. I can't pull mm-hmm. out the toys off the rip. It makes it look a little yeah. bit different. It's like, not as accepted from a male's perspective. I say, yeah, right now, if you were to pull one out off rip, because I feel like that's a lot of things. Uh, I mean, I guess you could chime in on that. I feel like a lot of women will see that, like, if you pull it out off rip, then like, oh, I'm not doing my job, and it's kind of hard. It's a little more intimate on their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I can see that. Yeah. I could not me, but I could definitely see that. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, it at least open up the question. I wouldn't say every girl would be offended by it, but like, it mm-hmm. open up the question. Like, well, damn. Like, which is why I feel like men feel like they have to hide stuff more when it comes to like sex, because I think that's fair. That's a fair assumption. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'd y'all agree. have to hide things a lot more because stuff might be looked at as weird or why you want to do that or mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Even small things like foot fetishes. I feel like that's I feel like that's normal. A lot of people have fetishes. Mm-hmm. Just fetishes in general, but it's looking kind of it's, yeah. it's weird because it's not society makes it. You weird. know, it's funny. It is accepted, just not openly. Like, mm-hmm. man, when I be asking these questions, like the one question I asked one day was, "What's the craziest thing you did sexually that you weren't proud of?" When I tell you the shit the girls have told me, but it's what? consistent. Like that's a hell of a question to ask. What? Like, like, uh, like most of the women have eaten ass, right? Yeah. But, Society-wise, that's not really accepted. Fair. But behind closed doors, that's very accepted. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten have eaten ass. Yeah, like, like like people, you can't say people haven't done it, but like no one wants to vocalize it. They're yeah. not willing to say it, but when I asked the question, they was open because they know I'm not going to judge it and, and make right. fun of it. But the fact that they even, that amount of women told me, lets me know that it's a lot more doing it than we think that's not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, or, I mean, even this, like women say they, they tried... Dildos on guys. No, I think yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that, but just coming from an open perspective, a lot more women are doing it than we realize. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can see that being like being a similar concept, like kind of being like a closeted thing. Yeah. Like people don't want to yeah. talk about it, but yeah. I can see that actually that has happened. Like 
more dudes than we would expect say that's happened to them if they were being For completely sure. honest. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, I, I feel like that's all normal. I guess. It's not. It's not normal society wise, but yeah, more but people yeah, are it's, doing a, it. it's a common curiosity. I'll yeah. say that much. And it's a common curiosity. When I ask the question, I'm like, "So are the dudes gay?" And they're like, "Nah, mm-hmm. that's just what they like." So I'm not judging it. If it's for you, it's for you. I'm right. not here to, to say whether it's right or wrong. Right. It's, but the fact that that amount of women told me lets me know that it's happening more than we realize. It's just not. I think it's. it's exactly. It really. I think I've never used a dildo on a guy, um, but I feel like when a guy is really comfortable with you. It's a lot more things he's willing to express try. to you and try. Like, sure. hey, I saw this or I heard that this is nice. Mm-hmm. Can we do that? And I feel like when you have somebody that's understanding enough, they're going to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, just to be out here, like you're going to meet a bitch at a bar and be like, hey, I need you to eat my ass. I don't, I that don't was know. A, that was a question I was going to. I, was, I just want to see like <laughs> where people where people get, how's the, where's the soonest people would, I, I'm, I would be astounded by hearing like where's the soonest people would be like comfortable like bringing certain things out like, that's a poll question I feel like that's the question you gotta get a lot of people's opinions on I might have to anonymously anonymous had to be anonymous submission because yeah. otherwise anonymous. you don't get no honest answers yeah no, absolutely not because people people are always so worried about what somebody else thinks and I hate yeah. that that is the one thing that I hope that with my store I can get people away from it's like stop caring how other people feel or what they think that's a it's, good energy to base it off of yeah it's just Stop caring. Cause that limits so much that you can do for anything. If you ever worried about that, like you never, if you ever, if you always worried about what other people thinking about something, you never really paying attention to what you think about something, mm-hmm. like how you feel and about it's something. And cloud you know? your judgment. Oh, speaking on that, I know we kind of backtracking, but yeah, we was talking about how you wanted to do. You had all these different things you wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of <clears throat> our times with our goals, when it comes to caring about what people think, um. Sometimes we pick goals that we like, but it's not something we want. Like it may be some our parents pushed on us. That's a good point. Or maybe something point. that our friends like. Even like playing basketball and rapping is cool, but who said writing poetry or or drawing <clears throat> or starting a podcast is cool? That's not considered yeah. cool. So but we can say it's the same energy as those two things, like rapping or the things yeah. that are just what you the first thing that you think of. Whenever you have like that that itch to do something like creative or whatever, right? First mm-hmm. thing you think of is rapping or yeah. something. But like podcast or poetry, like mm-hmm. you're right about that. Yeah, so that's actually a really good point. So, so because when you were saying something about uh, I was doing the sports thing, but this felt better. It's like maybe you did want to do it. Maybe someone kind of pushed you to do it because you was already in sports. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But because we battle with so much of what people think, like maybe they might they I may be cooler or. They, this may not be as accepted, then yeah. I'm going to just still try this anyway. Not knowing that if you give all your energy to what you feel, this is what's going to work. Exactly. And maybe the sports thing taught you something so that you can use that for the next thing of what you really want to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. trying all these little things, because I know you say you was like to try, like you'll have, you'll feel something about this and then you'll want to go try that and try that, which is good because yeah. you're learning. But I feel like when you go out for what you want to do, it makes more sense. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that actually, you're, you made a hell of a point because like, especially with basketball, that's something like, that's something that was kind of like, always like kind of made for me. Like I was meant to be like, my parents like, I wasn't going to have a choice to play in the <laughs> sport to be right. honest. But because of that, like you don't, you don't really consider like what other things you could be good at. Like I could have been a phenomenal soccer player. Right. Or some shit like that, you know, but I never got a chance to really try it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very similar when it comes to exploring things 
on this next realm, like uh, after you switch out of it, if you're trying to explore, like say creatively or mm-hmm. any other tactic, like you can get advice from people, but they're only going to give you what they know. Exactly. No one knows you better than you know you, or mm-hmm. at least that's how it should be, in my opinion. You should right. explore yourself so much where you don't understand yourself more than anybody else does. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to trying things, how would you say, what advice would you give to people who are like, kind of naked to what they really want to do with it they have an energy that they want to manifest Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to so say like obviously you look for representation okay like oh like i like what he's doing i would like to do something like that like say if i like music Mm -hmm. like okay i like what he's doing all the people i know that are doing music are all rappers though Mm -hmm. like but maybe you never know anybody that likes to produce or like a sound engineer or Mm -hmm. maybe you like to be a and r just finding music you know like how would you how would you advise someone to kind of explore those like those those endeavors i think the first thing you need to do is spend time with yourself you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like don't always go out with people just go try something like just go pick something or whatever you feel like this is one thing i know sometimes we i may be like man i want to go to art museum and i'd be mm-hmm. like Emily, you want to go to art museum i want to go by myself and then she'd be like, nah, I'm fly going. And now you made a decision of not going because you didn't want to go by yourself. Yeah. Nah, go by yourself and just see if you like it. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. somebody offers something, say, hey, do you want to go to this acoustic guitar band? You may not know yeah. what it is, but just go try it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, you may you may realize that you love... It may not be the guitar, but you may love the piano. Yeah. So I think just go try random things by yourself. And then, two, if you feel like you want to just go do something, just go to YouTube. If you can't go... Just go to YouTube and just see it, watch the video and see if you like it. Yeah. And that's gonna let you know. Um, one, that's gonna let you know if you're into it. And two, we had this conversation that we realized what we want to do as kids, but it's cut off because of what other people put upon us. Yeah, yeah like, like they put that in front of you. So you have like a curated kind of like how like our like IG and everything is now. Yeah. Like they they kind of hear what you're saying or what you're talking about or what you're looking at and they kind of give you an idea of what you they think be you'd doing. be interested in. Yeah, you should be doing. Yeah, it. I think that's just that's a that's a whole concept that's been brought up. That's how we were brought up. Like they see like you like to run or something. Okay, let's put a ball in his hands. He likes basketball kind of right, thing. You know what I'm right. saying? But it could be variety things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they completely change what you feel. I know I wanted to do something with like writing. Yeah. I've always wanted to do something with writing, but my dad was like, there's no money in it. Exactly. Yeah. There's no money in writing. Like, no- and that shuts down a whole So now you're idea. just like, okay. But now it's funny because I'm getting back to that. It's like that I realized that's what makes me happy. So mm-hmm. I went to school for hospitality and tourism management. Yeah. Like hotels and travel. Right. But what I love to do is write. What I love to do is... Um, podcasting like that's that's what I love to do yeah. so it's like I feel like you learn that as a kid you know exactly what it is you're interested in you just have to have parents or people that are pushing you to to pursue that yeah and not looking down on you like no there's no money in that I remember I wanted to be a massage therapist when it was like yeah. hell no there's no money in it. you can't no that's that. that's a that's a dream killer of always saying there's no money in it that might be the most toxic thing to say to a kid in my opinion yeah. Like to anybody that has like some type of interest, no money in that. Yeah. You can create the money. Like, exactly. You, Think about somebody who told somebody, like, our aid, we're coming up. 
that nah, you only be playing video games. I ain't got no money in it. People out here signing twenty five million dollar contracts playing video games to play them. So what? just to play them, yes. just to sample video games. Yes. Like imagine telling your son that when he was on a game all the time, he was low key nice maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. He could have had could have signed a twenty five million dollar just because you didn't see the future of it, you know. And this is someone's opinion that I value. This is yeah. my and mom and my dad, and this hurts me. So about. now I yeah. want to please my parents, and I'm gonna just do something just to please my parents. Exactly. Not knowing that it's okay they don't see your vision, but. You have to stick with what you believe in. Yeah, because like we said, only you know you better than anybody else knows. Like as far as far as your interest and what you really like will like get you fired up. Only yeah. you know that. Yeah, and that's just like too like to know that I was told a massage therapist makes no money, and then I'm around people who are industry. That's that's money right there. Like that's that's so much money I could have been making giving massages. Like exactly. what are you talking about? That's a fact. They that's just crazy. they didn't see that vision. And man, I remember when I was a kid, and I only realize this now because I, I'm allowing my creative stuff to flow. Yeah. I used to know how to draw. I used to write poetry. I used to uh I used to be good at breaking down poems in school. Like I used to be good at all of this stuff. But I cut it off because nobody saw that as cool. Like we always want the we wanna be the athlete and we wanna we want the hoes, we wanna yeah. whatever it is. Like I realized I cut all that off. I'm getting back to it now. Like she said, we're getting back to it, but I cut all those creative avenues of what I could have been doing just because I cared about what other people thought. Yeah. That's a dream killer, man. That's the worst. And then you kind of like, and once you get to that point where you realize that like the only thing that stopped you from doing it was you letting other people stop you from doing it. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the most like self, like derogatory feelings in the world. Like it's not nobody else, but it was really just me. Like everybody else says something, but it was really just me deciding to let that stop me. Exactly. And that's one of the hardest things I think people really have to go through once you realize, like, or if you have someone else that was doing it, like, doing something that's interesting, the same thing at the same time you were. Mm-hmm. They decided to take it seriously and not Ooh, let that block that them. that shit hurt. That shit hurt, boy. That shit hurt. That's where this whole jealousy and, like, yeah. all this shit come from. Because you see somebody in the same position as you, they decide to take it a little more serious. Because then the only, it's the most revealing thing in the world because you're like, they were in the exact same position, so it re- damn, it really is me. It really is me not making it happen. It's nobody else but me, mm-hmm. and that's like that's some shit that like that that'll, 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 that'll make a man out of anybody. Yeah, that'll yeah, put that'll eat away at you forever, bro. There's ways. There's ways that the world gonna make you like self aware, and I think it's just better off trying to do it on your own than letting letting <laughs> the world do it, letting <laughs> the world do it for you. Cause that mm-hmm. shit sting. <laughs> yeah, that shit sting, man. Hundred percent. Nah, that's crazy. But nah, where can people find? So you have your website for your for your. Yeah. So okay. So the website will be up Wait. this week. All right. So go ahead, finish your spot. All right, my bad, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. Website up this week. No, no, no. Go ahead. Because I do have one more question that I do want to go ahead. Ask the question. But I do have one more question I want to ask about it because it's like something I've been interested in. Okay. Okay. So for anybody, say for couples or for people that's doing it themselves, like obviously the exploration part of it, the curiosity part of it is a good thing to dive into, right? Yeah. My question is, from someone who's selling it and has to have some experience with it, how do you advise your market against like desensitizing themselves from the actual sex or like from the actual process? Not like not letting these things like ruin sex as a whole for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because honestly, you have to remember that the toys don't have the emotion behind it. It doesn't have the like the feeling behind it of when you're at with an actual person. So the whole thing is to really add to whatever experience that you're having. It's not to replace anything that you're doing. And I can see how that's easy 
because a lot of times people are just like, well, this person didn't do exactly what I needed them to do. So let me go ahead and use this toy. It's just very important that you remember that it's not meant to replace a real person. It's not meant to make you feel as though that this person is not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they, they're, they're more than likely doing a great job. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have a battery. So this battery is just working and doing things that a human can't do. Yeah, like batteries don't. I guess they die, but like yeah, but you know, it's 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 like times ten yeah. of what a person can do, and it's really just meant to enhance any experience, not to completely replace another person. Yeah, it's almost like drugs in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But it's, I don't know how y'all feel about drugs. Yeah, but but I'm very easy, experimental it's with easy, drugs. So. It's easy to overindulge. It yeah. is very easy to overindulge, but you just have to know, like. It's I guess, purely enhancement. Yeah, it's purely enhancement. It's to yeah. make it easier. It's to make your process of reaching an orgasm a little bit yeah. easier. It's more experiential versus a habit. Yeah, exactly. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Nah. But no, so the site comes up this week. Yeah, the site comes you up. You order straight from the site? Yeah, you or can do order. you order from IG? I've seen that happen before. I don't know how that shit works. You yet. can you can inbox me. Um my inbox my IG is the dot silkbox. And then the website is the silk box with two X's.com. So three X's. I know, but I didn't want it to be in that, but you know, and then that's what you're going to learn. Like, that's what I have to learn. You see what what I said? Yeah. But that's what I have to learn is you can't really have too much that will symbolize that it is something that sells toys. I realized how many barriers I went through. Like, I initially, I wanted my name to be Vivacious Vibrations. Mm. But when I wanted to get an account, a bank account for it, they're like, what do you do? Like, what is this? Uh. Like, what is it that you sell? Because a lot of banks don't want to deal with high-risk businesses. It's considered a high-risk business. Right. So the silk box, somebody asked me if I sell scarves. Mm-hmm. When I went to go, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's smooth. I sell scarves. So I would have never thought about that. Yeah. So you, I just had to figure out a way to make it okay. The silk box. I had to make it something a little sexual. But if I put it, would have put three X's. That's something that would have been flagged. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say that would have fit perfect if that wasn't a face like the yep. the three X's right yeah. in pocket. Uh huh. That's I. I thought about that. Yeah. I did think about it. Yeah, that's pretty smooth. <laughs> that's crazy. So that barrier part. So like, just like bank accounts and like that. Though all those aspects. Like, was there anything else that like? really kind of blocked you or you had to fight that you didn't weren't aware yeah, of? Yeah, I can't sell on everything. I use Shopify for my website. I can't, a lot of like um, payment processors won't mess with it because they feel like people will dispute it on their cards, you know, like you, because oh. they're embarrassed about it mm-hmm. yeah. or things like that. They don't want to mess with it. That's crazy. They don't want to mess with it. See, those are things I would have never thought about. Because, like, how do you explain that? Like, if you was, yeah, say, if you was yeah. a man that was trying to do it for yourself <laughs> and your wife, like, baby, what's this? <laughs> Oh, what's I don't know who the, did that. The, I don't know who did that. What's this with three X's by it? What's this? <laughs> like, exactly. That shit is crazy, man. Yeah. That's dope, though. But nah, man. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to bring something for myself one of these days, yeah, man. Yeah, tell, tell everybody. <laughs> See what they got. Tell anybody that you know that's about to be overseas, can't find nobody for a little while, can't fly oh, nobody Oh, I got my homie still hooping. I'm going to have to send him a care package. Listen, please. Everybody is overseas. Ain't too many. Hey. Yeah, ain't too listen, many I'm going to be like, shorty, box, man. won't you come my way? <laughs> <laughs> That's fly though. That's fly. That's fly. <laughs> but now, so what about you though? For your um, what is the next book that you're thinking about writing? Do you have a timeline for it? Or is it still like kind of creative stage you need right a now? Timeline. I'm letting it flow. 
Cause what I'm getting See? every time I'm letting it flow, I get new stuff. Like exactly. the stuff, the stuff I got, man, it's it's dope. Like the yeah. ideas I have, so I'm letting it flow. Uh, so what direction are you going with this next project? You thinking, um, or is that something you allowed to talk about? I don't want to. No, it's it's a part two to Dear Self. It's piggybacking off piggybacking off of it, just more in detail. Um, I'm writing a dating book too. This is just gonna be a little fun dating book, but I'm mm-hmm. um, just piggybacking off this one. I'm just adding more to it. It's just not gonna be a book. It's gonna be a little <clears> bit more. Than a book. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that gets manifested too, though, because that sounds like it's gonna be pretty, like, like you said, like yeah. you've never seen anybody else do it before. No, I haven't seen it yet. But that's the best thing in the world. We can kind of break new grounds too, even yeah. if it's not say something we found out someone else did it, but yeah. you never not like how you did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how that goes. Is it like, are you incorporating different art forms, or is it just kind of the writing style? Is different just art forms. Yeah. Different art forms. Yeah. Have you got back to drawing? Nah, I'm trying to get all the cues out of this, man. It's I'm not drawing. To... It's just it's different. Like it's it's I can, I don't want to give that part up because that's gonna be the surprise part. But uh, yeah, I'm hyped, it's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be some illustration in there. But it's not gonna be me drawing. It's more of an example. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for that, man. That's gonna yeah, be uh, you hit me with be, the cliffhanger. That's gonna be, ooh, that's gonna be hard. It's you gonna really be hard. hit me with the cliffhanger. It's gonna be man. hard. It's gonna be very good. That's dope, man. No, nah, that's dope. I can't wait to see it, man. I'll definitely push that towards anybody I can. Yeah, appreciate that. But nah, for the last parts of the pod that I've definitely want to dive into because I know me and Ev connected a couple times on music, <laughs> and I get a lot of I get a lot about somebody by hearing what they listening to now or like just the different avenues they dive into that. What new music y'all been catching that y'all really bopping right now? Um, what I've been listening to is some K Camp actually. That new K Camp album, it came out, I want to say like two months ago. Yeah, no, nah, I saw that you did drop a piece. I haven't got a chance to peep it. It's I tough. Love it. But with K Camp, what you know about K Camp, I obviously you know you, he got he got level, so you never really know what you're gonna get from him. What was I this more like, like an R and B joint or was it R and B rap? You know, yeah. rap and B. Rapping B, <laughs> rapping B, the R and rapping B. That's what yeah. it stands for now. Yeah, like you know, like he, I feel like he on his like Bryson Tiller almost. Really, that's like it's. I think it's that's nice. when he like that's when I fuck with his music the best. Like back when he dropped what was that stack of ones? Mm-hmm. Like those like I thought that was his best work. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really mess with this. It's probably really been on repeat. It's yeah. called. Let me see. K Camp is underrated, man. Big he time. Is. He does. It's called Big Kiss time. Five. Kiss Five. Even the art, like I feel like the art is like. Ooh, damn. Yeah, that is tough. That speak a lot. I fuck with that. That K count. What's it like? 10? How many tracks is it? 15 songs? Mm-hmm. See, that's rare. I'm glad. I like whenever artists put back out 15 song tracks or something that's a little over than an hour. And not the seven. Yeah. <laughs> the seven. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm a Yay fan. <laughs> like, I fuck with him, everything he do, but that seven track shit was just. Who? Like Kanye, whenever oh. they did uh, that whole series where everybody with the label yeah. just did seven songs, it's like 30 minutes, bro. That was whack. Like, if I go see them in concert, you're going to be done with the concert in 30 minutes. Yeah. That was whack. Who was your favorite artist? My favorite artist? Yeah. Depends. It can go into different levels. So what you, like, most All influential, right. most... See, I don't ever, like, actually categorize them. I like, break I'm down like, music way too granular. See, and I probably should, because I don't know where I would put Masego. Like, Masego is my... That's my... Oh. Man, if I, I went to a Masego concert, and I promise. Wait, when? He had his concert. It had to be 2018. What year are we in right now? 2018. <laughs> I want to say it was like November, December 2018. He came out here. He was at Trees. I'm about to say it had to be a small venue. Man. Shut that shit down. 
Man. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to have an orgasm just thinking about it. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm about to have an orgasm just thinking about nah, it. Nice. Yeah. No, that was, talented. that was an amazing concert. Yeah. Um, Eric Bellinger, amazing concert. My one of my homies just put me on Eric Bellinger, bro. He said his shit's hard. Amazing concert. So you stick more towards around baby making music, definitely. Which is fine because that's what I listen yeah. to. That's like all I listen to. Yeah, really. yeah, definitely. If you if you saw my playlist, they are all over the place. Ryan though, know, because Ryan be over there vibing at my crib. He be like, "What song is that? Who made that?" that? She be putting me on to the music. <laughs> She put me on to the music. Hey, but you know damn well, every time you ask that, her head blow the fuck up. Like, yeah, I'll like, put this yeah, nigga on. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I, I got know. the vibes. I got the vibes. I know. Man. I, I stole so much shit from her. I, just, <laughs> I didn't stole the lights. I didn't stole. Yeah, I got lights in the my music. apartment. Yeah. yeah. So she got vibes, all kinds of vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it about the ass? It was, um, shit. I well, I can give you a mind. couple more. John Vinyl is one I've been listening to. John Vinyl? To. Uh-huh, Aunt Clemens. Aunt Clemens. Jivion. Has Aunt Clemens uh, put out anything else, like any projects? I know he had a couple singles, but... I don't... You know what? Actually, have you heard Excited by him? I haven't. Him and Ty Dolla Sign? Ooh, one... anything Ty Dolla on going to oh, pop. That's what it's, I said. Anything. Ty, Ty Dolla Sign got a golden voice. Like, it don't yeah, matter. When exactly. he hits you with them, ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, damn, Ty. Yeah. yeah. He be He be killing me because he can make anything sound like... Melodic, like yep. it was what was one song he was just like, Fuck them niggas. like, but it sounded amazing. <laughs> Damn, I can't have you ever listened to his mixtape? Um, which one? I listen to pretty Ta- much uh, uh, sign language, sign language. That's yes, what, oh my god, I love that mixtape. Yeah. You gotta listen it's just to it, ridiculous, man. I'm gonna have to send it to you. Sign I'm gonna send language. it to you on SoundCloud because that's the only way I, Low key. I can find it. What I think this is what I was going to say. Obviously, your music taste and the silk box. Tie hand in hand. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing this idea. You ain't, it's free game. It's free. I ain't gonna charge you for nothing. Okay, okay. Wait, but tell me it? that you having like a playlist series. That's that like like just songs that you like to listen to. Uh huh. That you can listen to while using these products or like uh-huh. you know what I'm saying. Tell me that those don't, those don't tie in together. Yeah. That'd be a perfect like spherical branding. It does. Be real. It does. We're gonna have to talk about how we All can right. do that. All right. We're gonna bet. have to talk about how to implement that. All right, for sure. I feel like that works. I'll show you. I'll show you. Cause okay. I make playlists for everybody all the time. I'll show you how to make that shit happen. Okay. But that's cool. perfect, especially with the silk box. That makes so much sense. I'm surprised silk you haven't box done it yet. Volume one. Bro. <laughs> She coming out here with mixtapes. Hey, hold on to that idea. Silkbox <laughs> Volume 1. That shit go pop. I'm gonna be like, put this on. Yeah, yeah, somebody somebody gonna listen to this like, oh, hell Ooh, yeah. And then on. I can add that to the cards. Like, the if you have uh, Apple Music or like Spotify, play this yeah. while you. So do you have like a like a receipt or like some kind of like card that you send yes, out with every box? and I just edit You can even put like a QR code. They can just scan it and then oh the playlist come God. up. God. Give me a pound. I got you, bro. I like you. I'm here for the ideas. Listen. I'm here for the ideas. Tell me that shit sound. That shit would be tough though, right? I know. That's you know. I, I kind of know about that. Yeah. You like you be what? fucking with the same. Like I kind of know about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to you know. <laughs> and I know about the QR codes and stuff. Oh, where? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's gonna be you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh, so shit. Yeah, it's cool. I was trying to, you know. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, 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 shit, what, what you said, that's gonna be. I said, oh, okay, guys. Yeah. All right, that's, all right. That's now I'm excited. That. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be all right. Now yeah. that's gonna be tough. Yeah. That's gonna be tough. Yeah. All right, I can't wait to see that thing. Yeah. Damn. It's gonna be me shaking. I never that's seen next that. Level. Yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody dive into that. Yeah. 
That's gonna be hard. Yeah, what I'm gonna put on there is real different. So. Yeah. But that's that's yeah. I like the progression. Like, just say for example, she puts that out, and then to say the next her next project, she adds to it. Like it's a progression. Yeah. People love the progression. They love the. I don't like being perfect at first. Yeah. So if you if you see the progression, they're like, oh, I remember when it was like this, and then exactly now oh, it's like show. this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. that's why. Like, even like music cool. artists that I say, like some of your favorite or whatever, the favorite ones always come from the ones you see and kind of grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you seeing like, damn, I remember he was just putting out this or like, you could tell he got better at this or you just yeah. saying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then nah, you tell sure. the story behind it, like if you have the story behind, they appreciate it. Just like music, yeah. they appreciate it more. I can't wait to tell them how I came up with this idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, it makes too much sense. It makes way too much sense. But nah, so what about you? Music wise? <sighs> anything else you've been bumping lately? Something that's been resonating with you or anything new? I just listen to the same stuff and shit. Get... Kevin Gates. Yo, that way that's that's a broad spectrum. So there's yeah. gotta be a lot in between. Janae been creating a whole lot of vibes recently, man. Yeah. Janae. I, I listen I just listened to Kalani album recently. Matter Yo, of fact, yesterday. Tell me that shit ain't hard, bro. That shit is hard. Kalani that album's good. Hard. Yeah, uh, she did her thing. I'm not even like I wasn't even like a big fan of Kalani before that. I guess I never really just dove into her. Yeah, yeah. that shit solidified her mm-hmm. big time. That shit was ridiculous. I yeah. haven't listened to it. You I haven't? haven't to it I think I heard one song on it that's like popular right now. Or yeah, but I haven't actually like played it. Yeah, Kalani. I'll um, tell you right now, some of those songs on the album gonna end up on the Silk Box Volume Two, Volume okay, One. Listen, I, I feel <laughs> it. Play anyway. them, play them next time. Next time you getting intimate, okay. I promise you, it'll do something to you. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not playing. That shit, that shit is hard, man. Okay, it's hard. Okay, that's really it. Janae, yeah. I listen to Kalani. I listen to, uh, I just listen, listen to Dirk album today. Too. Listen to who? Dirk, Dirk album. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We just peeped that the other week. Homies was just put me on that. That shit yeah. tough. Yeah, um, ghetto gospel. Yeah, me with rap though. That's that's why I don't listen to a lot of rap because I can't identify with a lot of rap. Like yeah. I can't identify with the selling drugs and shooting niggas. And mm-hmm. I can't like it's some if it has a really nice beat, I can like you know yeah. whatever. But like just listening to lyrics because I like to listen to lyrics too. Yeah, sure. I so. feel that. I mean, you always kind of gravitate more towards what you like relate to. Yeah. Are there any rappers that you do feel like you relate to more? Because I mean, not every rapper rap about it. So I mean, I love Kendrick. I can listen to Kendrick all the time. Yeah. I can listen to uh, who else do I? Like, I don't. I I listen to. I have to look at my playlist to be honest. But yeah. um, I do like a lot of rappers. It's just it depends on what they're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. The Dark album was tough. What's yours? So like, what kind of music do you stick to? Like, as far as listening, there's anything like that'll drop that you're gonna listen to immediately, or? Um, I just like the the regular the Drakes, the Chris Browns. Yeah. Um. I it's just main mainly. I'm just more of a. I'm more of a song person. So however I feel is what I'm listening to. If I'm yeah, gonna go out somewhere, I'm gonna hear some trap shit. Yeah. Not too much. I don't listen to too much of it. But but you know it's necessary for the turn up. Yeah. I'm just more of a vibe person. Like like Snow Allegra. She put me on to that. <laughs> Snow. Yeah. Like, Snow uh, Tough. Matter of fact, the songs that I got, I don't even know the artists. I just like the yeah. vibe. Like the the. What they talking about and just the vibe they give, I just got a whole vibe playlist. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know some of these artists. That's what I'm so more of a song person. Just yeah, just kind of like being in the song, not so much knowing who it is or what yeah, it is. Exactly. I feel that. Yeah. Oh, feel Rye that. Wave. 
That's my Ride Wave. Yes, Ride Wave dude got some joints. Man, that's your that's your shit right now. Man, I I can listen to him every day, all day long. Yeah. It's just something about his crying that just because he's more emotion based. Yeah, when he's an emotional rapper. <laughs> yeah, he emotion. He's, he's super about emotional. Him crying that I just love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> it's the crying that gets you here. No matter what he says, you can hear it. I can hear it in his voice. Like, I could feel the pain when I it's listen It's funny because, what's it called? My homie, my cousin Zach, he's on another episode of Fire. He plays ball in Lithuania. But, like, we just, like, he's the most oh, goof. Yeah, yeah, I think you did. He's over the house that one time. But he, me and him be like, uh, I mean, we listen, we putting each other on music. And then he'll be, like, at the crib, like, singing it or something. Don't shout, like, nah. I got to hear the pain in your voice, bro. I don't hear it. I got to hear it. He was singing Genuine the other day. He oh. said Genuine did it best. When he's like, you hear when this shit come from like down here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what Genuine did? Exactly. That yeah. shit. Oh, my God. He's like, nah, I, I got to hear that pain, that. bro. I got to hear it. I got to yeah. hear it. Trey songs, too. Girl, Trey? Really and they got them. They got levels, man. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. And there's one artist I think you'd fuck with that, um, you ever heard of Yumi? Yes. Her shit. Especially if you like Janae. If you fuck with Jan- yeah, if you fuck with Janae, she got this shit like black and Asian mixed, like mm-hmm. song song concepts are tough. She's very like spiritual being, like yeah. very much like Janae. There's like it just seemed like a, just younger. Like you can yeah. tell Janae just made more developed than her sound compared to her. Right. But similar energies. Like if you fuck with Janae, you definitely gonna fuck with her. I, I care about the energy, so just I'm saying <laughs> yeah, she she got I plenty care of about that. The energy. Yeah. She got plenty of that. She got yeah. plenty of that. That's cool. That's just crazy, man. But no, nah, I mean, I definitely appreciate y'all coming out here, man. And um, really sitting down, having these conversations. I think this is like one of the dopest things in the world. You can really get perspective from other people, especially people who are doing dope shit like y'all are, man. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I mean, for sure. I can't wait to hear about that info on the book. Hopefully you keep doing this and killing this shit. I'm going to be on your side in a few. <laughs> Afterwards, I'm going to tune in. Like, yeah, appreciate that. But no, nah, man, I mean, is there anything y'all want to plug? I mean, is there anything y'all want to... Shout out before we all get out of here. Uh, yeah, follow us on unsolicited underscore opinions 20 on Instagram and then um, Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. What is it? Unsolicited opinions? Unsolicited opinions. I got so many things. Yeah. I don't know. You YouTube, know unsolicited opinions. Go uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. Um, comment, comment. We comment, love comments. Yeah. Mad comments. Love um, comments. All in the comments. Dear, dear <laughs> Sub on Amazon. Dear Sub or Ryan Weems, R Y A N W E E M S. Anything else? My personal Instagram, Malika, M A L E E underscore K. Hey, get the personal brand off too. Ryan underscore J Weems for the personal Instagram. Mm-hmm. He don't never remember here, so I'm shocked. He yeah, to remember. think about it every time. I always mess up, but it's cool. I got it right this time. <laughs> Practice makes almost perfect. Almost no, that's perfect. dope, though. That's dope. When y'all got the next episode, y'all any other concepts y'all think about coming out with soon? Uh, we don't know. It's still some stuff in the works. We don't. Yeah. We, we we playing with a couple of ideas right now. So, yeah, we gonna see. We gotta wait till the world try to start opening we back. Just up. Trying to see what's gonna happen with this, man. I mean, shit started. I guess that's something we can kind of talk about. I mean, if y'all got time, like the shit's starting to kind of open up right now. How shit do y'all open? How do y'all feel about like things like being? open back up again like the, the fashion at the opening back up are y'all like super concerned about that I'm not concerned cause I'm it's not just, at all it's life changing though it going is. into all these places and they have glass and you gotta stand certain feet apart and shit like that that bothers me but yeah. like shit opening I don't think shit should've closed yeah I, mean, I don't I think really, so I don't really think stuff should've closed I don't think it should've just been so abrupt but yeah 
I think we I think that could be a whole another topic on another day where we could talk about how they close and like I mm-hmm. think all of that is honestly tied up with political agendas. Absolutely. Like the way they received it. I'm starting to see vividly like which political agenda is tied to like the perspective of the virus. Mm-hmm. And so like that's why I'm like it's kind of hard for me to like even see it as like real still, you know, like exactly or like be against like it opening or anything. But yeah, yeah, we back to the we back to everybody going outside riding, and we have not heard one thing about. Well, maybe everybody's gonna catch the corona because they're out riding. No, nobody talking about that no more. Nobody has yeah. not been a narrative. So it's not. It can't be that bad. Apparently, not yeah. I'm not saying I've seen people outside. I don't see no yeah. numbers going up. Like right. you know what I mean? So, exactly. No nah, exactly. man. We can't have wait to have you on ours. I mean, yeah. We whenever y'all, when absolutely. Free, I'll we, jump to it whenever y'all ready to make some happen. Listen, listen. This is what I'll do too. I have a playlist ready that y'all can post it with. Okay. Bring the playlist. I bring gifts. You know what I'm saying? Make shit pop. Get the music part of it, and we can have a conversation. Hey, it sounds we like a party. You drink, right? Hell yeah. I don't know how to lick it for that. What you like? What you drink? I'm a tequila man. Okay. Matter of oh, fact, y'all fucking tequila? Yeah, yeah. I Okay, I had to let you, y'all taste something. Why you answered it like that? She said she ain't nervous like, fuck. <laughs> what he tequila the, make you do? She, <laughs> you already know. Tequila make tequila. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah, I've been infatuated with this new bottle that I've been using. It's called Classe Azul. Yep. It's the, Should've um, made with we, the bell um, on the top. Yeah. Oh, oh, that one. Mm-hmm, but okay. it's got yeah. shot of I'm about to say, it's smooth as fuck. Y'all want to just a little shot of it before y'all leave? Y'all can yeah, definitely get that. It. For sure. But nah, man. Nah, man. I think uh, outside of that, I appreciate y'all coming through. Okay. I mean, that's enough to end it off of. I mean, for everybody that listened to tune in this long, I appreciate you. Appreciate you for having us. Yeah, I'm saying, you. man. Y'all know thank where to find you. them. Y'all know where to find us. And Crash with the kid at Crash Radio. We out. Love y'all.